Hello and welcome to TV Times 3, episode 289. On this episode, we've got some cancellation and renewal news. We'll preview ABC's fall TV schedule, and then we'll talk about the sixth summer season finale of Rizzoli and Isles and a recent Significant Mother episode, plus a reality check and some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 287. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason the TVholic from tvholic.com. And this week we have joining us... Keenan Charles from tvgoodness.com. Welcome! Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> Saltina a lot at Comic-Con. It was always good to catch up with you. I know. Love seeing you. I, least, I saw both of you guys there. Yes. It was a good time. A good time had by all. Yeah, that, that's always the, oh, hey, I remember you. Right. <laughs> I see you once a year. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> it's so funny, though. We talk about this all the time, but we fall right back into the same, like, patterns and, like, friendships and things. Like, we just fall right back in. You don't see each other for a year, but it's yeah. just like you you have, you saw each other last week. Like, that's basically what it feels like with everybody. So that's really why I does. love <laughs> Well, you kind of, you follow a little bit along of what, people are doing on facebook and twitter sure, and sure. you chat that way and then that's the other thing that i use the podcast for is i keep caught up with friends for, exactly totally uh, by bringing them on uh, the podcast every so often and and then all of a sudden you just sort of yeah like you said amber you just sort of fall back in just yep. instantaneously yep. and <laughs> it's, it's time for comic-con again <laughs> and, <laughs> And you hang out for, you know, four or five days and then everybody spreads back out across the country again. Exactly. So welcome. We're glad to have you. Thank you. Uh, starting right in with the news. Amazon Prime uh, has added a download feature. We were talking about it a little bit before we started recording. But basically, along with your instant Prime video that you're going to have access to, uh, I guess you have certain downloads you can take on the road with you. Like if you're on a plane, um, which is a little more expanded than when you buy one episode and you can download that to go. So now you get kind of more options, more yeah, seasons, more things to download. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly. I didn't see in the article that I read exactly like the breadth of everything. I don't know if it's mm. going to be like everything that is accessible on Prime is going to be downloadable. Right. But a good number of things. I mean, it talked about both TV shows and movies that are part of Prime are going to be able to be downloaded to your you know ipad or Android i don't use my or... prime as much as i should yeah i i or at all. <laughs> yeah I, I do i just uh i just caught up on season one of the pbs series it's a british sitcom called vicious with sir ian mckellen and mm -hmm. sir derek jacoby have you guys watched that at all i've heard of it i haven't watched it though it's it's on Prime, it's season one. It's six episodes. It's so quick. And then currently it's airing on PBS every Sunday, as mm -hmm. season two is. And it's it, it's so good. <laughs> I, I, re I recommend that. So watch that on Prime. Excellent. It'll give me a place to start because I never watch any videos. I get all my shipments the next day. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah that's right. I use it to ship stuff. But... Uh, yeah, you get, you, get all the, you get all the stuff shipped to you and then you and you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. There's uh... – uh, there's shows out there. Exactly. Yeah, every <laughs> once in a while I get lucky and it's actually on Prime. <laughs> usually usually I have to buy individual episodes. Yeah, they do have, I mean, there's certain shows that they have that they have, you know, like the exclusive 
rights to, or you know, the exclusive streaming rights uh, to. And then they're also adding more and more. Like they just had Hand of God, which haven't heard good things about. Start, right. <laughs> but they have Red Oaks, and then the Man in the High Castle coming later this fall, mm-hmm. and then also uh, the second season of Transparent, uh, which got a lot of critical praise in its I first season. I can't wait. I cannot wait for season two. And then, you know, Under the Dome, that they had the, well, you know, it won't be anymore since yeah. it got canceled recently. <laughs> yeah. But um, they had that exclusive deal with Under the Dome. You couldn't even watch it on CBS.com. You had to go over to Prime. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, so, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that, uh, I mean, it's, it's a, it, I think that would be a nice little feature to have that, you know, Netflix or Hulu or things like that don't have. And so if you get, you know, you're going to be getting on a plane, but you don't want to buy Wi-Fi for $10 for your flight. Right. Or, you know, which is doesn't always give you that great of Wi-Fi to be able to stream anything anyways. No. <laughs> or things like that. Or, you know, you want to be able to watch your own stuff, you know, or you're, you're anywhere that doesn't have Wi-Fi. You'll be able to, you know, if you've downloaded some stuff ahead of time, you'll be able to, um, you know, if you don't have one of those new fancy cars with Wi-Fi built in oh or something. <laughs> more so than anything like when i have a rental car and i'm like i don't text and drive but more than anything the screen or whatever that's there causes me to not pay attention to the road like it's <laughs> not serving a good purpose for me anyway that's unrelated but that's what i was thinking about when you mentioned newfangled cars anyway that's amazon uh hulu has added a commercial free option for an additional four dollars right what is the current cost because i don't i don't it's have 7.99 yeah, it's 7.99 or eight bucks okay. so it's going to be 11.99 or 12 dollars right. or whatever yeah. for uh and it's, well jason it's 11.99 so it's not quite 12 dollars yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right jason's just likes to round up <laughs> but i saw it both ways i saw it as 11.99 and then i saw another story that it said it was 12 dollars. so i was well, like somebody was probably just doing the whole roundup yeah, thing the, and just, right maybe, <laughs> like typing the 11.99 out it really means a lot to not you know to have that one cent yes. difference <laughs> i mean you right. save 12 cents well, a month you know it's well it's like you know it's like gas being you know 2.99 and nine and tenths. Nine tenths. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's like you know that 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 one tenth is uh really really doing something there but i don't know i guess it's a a a good option uh well i never understood why like premium in the first place had as many ads as it does yeah (laughs) you're paying what are you paying for well the thing that you were paying for with premium was access to back catalogs of shows that's true i used ray's backlog or ray's premium to watch empire (laughs) hulu had the same thing as sort of like on demand where it only had like the last four or five episodes available right. uh, to be able to watch. And those did have commercials, but what you were paying for is the ability to go for all those shows to have the back catalog and then also access to other content that wasn't available uh, in the, f- you know, the free version, but it still had ads in it. But yeah, so they're taking out uh, the ads. If you pay an extra four bucks for most, for most content, uh, there's still something Oh, there's, still some, there's still there's some conditions. There's conditions. There's always conditions. <laughs> I can't remember. I I heard on another podcast I'm talking about it, and then I saw uh, one of the stories, but they didn't say what the uh, conditions are. What specifically? I think it was some content from some specific like outlet. Okay. You know, so like you would know ahead of time, like 
these ones aren't going to be included. But okay. it wasn't like weird stuff. It was going to be pretty much everything was going to be commercial free except for something from one. Like I guess they have weren't able to make the deal or whatever right. yeah. to do it or whatever. <laughs> There's always one. Yeah. yeah. Well, it seems like these streaming sites are trying to kind of up each other. You know, Amazon, mm-hmm. you can now download on Prime and Hulu. You, you can get the commercial free option. So it's up. It's Netflix's turn. What's what are they going to come yeah, up with next? Up next? <laughs> well, they're basically just trying to come out with the most content. It seems yeah. like, like the most <laughs> Netflix original content because they just keep uh, dropping more and more stuff. I don't know. I don't pay for Hulu presently. Yeah, I and I don't know uh, if I would pay. I mean, if I was a Hulu subscriber already and that was the thing that I was, you know, like I didn't really like I didn't have cable. I was watching most of, you know, like the NBC shows and things like that that are available on. Mm-hmm. I'd probably pay the four dollars more not to get the <laughs> you know, the commercials right. in that content uh, because you're just you're just going from 12 to eight or eight to 12. But that's, $4 is a that's a little that's that's quite a bit I think extra. But it sort of puts them in a weird spot where <laughs> they're now at $12 for what is roughly a, the equivalent of Netflix for 8. Which, yeah, <laughs> and, right, exactly. Right. And and, and then uh I I guess if you if you break it out it's a it's around that that same price too for Amazon since it's 99 was it $99? Yeah, I paid oh, it might be a little bit more, more now. now. It's one yeah, something. It's, a, it's I think it's like one oh seven or one twenty. Yeah. I can't remember. I I don't know. Whatever it is, I pay it once a year, and I don't <laughs> pay attention to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, our streaming information now. NBC. This is no surprise to anybody. Well, it's more of a surprise than when they first announced this. But NBC has canceled <laughs> the Coach reboot, which Yay. the surprise cancellation is less of a surprise than the surprise pickup of the show a show set 19 years after the other show ended and my favorite thing is that like sources say the reason it was canceled is because it's skewed old (laughs) but they knew that (laughs) but it's an old show almost two decades ago was when it ended (laughs) i feel like it should be on tv land No, TV Land is trying to be younger now. It should be on, like, <laughs> is, there, is there a small... Yeah, I don't know who's trying to do... the network now? Yeah, who's, I don't know what they're uh, what they're trying to do. But ABC, uh, that seems... Coach was a show that sort of skewed older originally. <laughs> like, <didn't> it? <laughs> like, uh, it wasn't exactly, like, uh, I don't know that there were a lot of, you know, at the time, like, 20-somethings or whatever <laughs> watching Coach. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I watched coach, but I was 10, (laughs) (laughs) so I'm not necessarily the target audience. My dad was maybe excited that it was coming back, but that's the point. He's 70. (laughs) um, I wonder if NBC just read the Twitter feed after the announcement, after the original announcement was made and they were like, Oh, what, what have we done? (laughs) The whole series. And if they weren't even going to shoot a pilot, it was just going to be given a spot on the schedule. So I think that the response the audience had prompted them to actually film a pilot. And then the pilot skewed old or whatever. Uh, They had young cast in it, but it was really going to be about coach and Hayden's an old man now. 
I don't know. He's like a crotchety old man in the comedy, and that's not what anybody wants. <laughs> um, so that's that's NBC's no-brainer of the week. Uh, in great news, I think, for everybody involved here, Sci-Fi has renewed Dark Matter and Killjoys for second seasons. Now, I haven't watched Dark Matter, but I've heard good things. But after I made it all the way through Killjoys for the podcast, and I didn't love the finale, I still was very like, I need to see what happens next because I, I they, they can't just end it that way. <laughs> I don't know. Dark yeah. Matter and and Killjoys is my favorite back to back. You know, double feature Friday night double feature of the summer. I, mean, I thought it was a great two hour block. Huh? I've heard nothing but good things about Dark Matter, so it is on my list of things to like get caught up on. Yeah, There's so much. I else. will say though, out of the two of them, like I loved them both, and I can't wait for both of them to come back. And I'm so excited that Sci-Fi decided to renew both shows. But yeah. um, Killjoys was my, I, I was more hooked on Killjoys than I was on Dark Matter. I don't know about you, Jason. Yeah, I was. Jason recommended Killjoys yeah. for like seven podcasts in a row. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got the screeners like so early and I loved the, the like the first four episodes or whatever it was that we got. But then it was like six weeks until it like aired. And so and there wasn't anything else like happening. Uh, and so that became my recommendation for, for on the, That's the, end hilarious. Of the podcast every time because it was the thing I was looking forward to most uh, for the summer. And then. I really I liked it better from the from the jump than Dark Matter, uh, but I but Dark Matter really grew on me over the course yeah. of the first season. I liked Dark Matter at the end much more than I liked it at the beginning. Yes, same here. It got a lot better. It kept getting better as it went on. Uh, and I what I liked about the show is they definitely they loved ending it on a cliffhanger like every single episode. Yeah, it was. It sort of had that old, like really old school, like serial, yes, type ending to it, or something. You know, like a, uh, Adventures of Briscoe County Junior, or something, where they <laughs> they would leave somebody in peril, or they would leave with a big reveal, or something at the end of it, where you go, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> so I I definitely re- recommend Dark Matter as a bingeable series, so you don't have to wait. Now that season one is completely over, totally binge it because you won't have to wait a week to find out what happened (laughs) at the end, you know? And it's also one of those that's worth binging because you know, there's going to be more, right? You're not binging something to to going towards an ending that you're going to just be left hanging. You at least get, you at least know (laughs) that there will be more coming. Uh, I'm sure the people uh, who loved VH1's hindsight thought that too. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, we all thought that. Yeah, so, especially since they said that they were going to give us more. Exactly. <laughs> and then change their mind. Boo. Boo. Yes, we had. Well, I wouldn't say fun talking about that. We were all highly disappointed with that last week. Yeah, yes. I'm sure. Yes. OK. And our last note is that TBS has canceled King of the Nerds after three seasons. I was surprised they made it three seasons. Not that it was a bad show, but I was surprised that they kind of kept sliding in there for renewal yeah i guess not a surprise that it got canceled necessarily i don't know how well or not well it was doing uh, but the story i read was basically that it doesn't fit in with the new bolder direction of tbs (laughs) of the the rebranding that's coming or apparently or whatever tbs slash tnt under kevin riley is undergoing a 
sort of a change, some changes in direction or whatever. And uh, so I guess this this is the first thing of things that they already had, right? Well, that that came before uh, that. But I think this is the first thing that's been on the air that's gotten since the new people have taken over. Okay. So, you know, as always, it'll be fun to see what is TBS going to be now. I don't know. <laughs> I know. Cause like they, I like ground floor. I really liked your family or mine. I really liked, I think that might be it. I just wish that they would make up their mind. We'll see what happens. So that's our news. Uh, once again, calling for seventh anniversary feedback. Let us know your thoughts. <laughs> I don't really know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. We'd love to hear from you. Have yeah. you been listening all the time? What are some of your favorite memories? Was it the time that Ray and I did shots in my living room while we podcasted together? Because that was one of my favorite times. Anything about the anything about the podcast you'd like to add in, you can send them to feedback at tvtimes3.com or you can go to the website and click on the leave audio feedback. But you should probably remove your name. Uh, but yes, uh, somebody did... Uh, write in with some uh, criticism for the podcast, which is perfectly fine. I like to hear what people think about the show. Yes. But they put some sort of weird name and fake email address on the comment. So uh, if you're wondering why that comment didn't appear on the site, it's because it has a fake name and a fake email attached to it. I, I think that's sort of what you would think that would be sort of a normal a thing for feedback or for anything, uh, but that's sort of in the comment policy is uh, please leave your name. Yes. You know, like, and we're not going to like spam you or anything or add you to any email list if you, if you leave a comment on the site, but in the feedback, we'd like to hear uh, your thoughts on the show, uh, things you would like to hear that maybe we don't do anymore or, or something you, you would like to us to add into the show that we don't do. Uh, that you would like to hear about uh, any any number of things that you can uh, fill us in, uh, and we'll use those on uh, the seventh anniversary episode in a couple of weeks. Yes, so we look forward to hearing from you. Okay, now it's time for the ABC Fall TV Preview 2015. <laughs> it is, and <laughs> going into it, going into the ABC shows, just sort of looking at them and looking at the Fox shows that we did last week, I thought there was going to be more things that I would like <laughs> than, than I would like on the Fox schedule. I'm not sure that that happened, but we'll, uh, we'll get into that. Uh, one little quick note is while we've seen the pilots, they're not officially available for review yet. So we won't be reviewing them here. We'll just be giving our quick snap judgments Based on what we've seen, uh, these are not reviews. So with that in mind, we'll move on to Sunday, which will be uh, America's Funniest Home Videos starting up on October 11th. Uh, that's a show that would just not die, apparently. I was at my fantasy football live draft last weekend <laughs> and the parents of my friend we were at their parents house and they were in the living room just laughing hysterically at america's funny <laughs> now i will say that i laugh when people fall over or like fall off horses and stuff so like i understand when those comedy like those videos are on there but they were just so into it and i run i was like this has been on for like 40 years 
Yeah. And they're still yeah, making people laugh. Al- but now Alfonso Ribeiro is going to be hosting. Oh, is he? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Carlton. Yes, that's Carlton. right. Carlton. He's going to be doing the Carlton dance at the beginning of every episode. So that's great. No, just yeah. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> he will. He totally will. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, I don't know. I guess it's that's one of those things where they were just like ahead of their time on the the sort of the, the viral video. <laughs> like way before anything such as YouTube, this was your... This was your place to be able to find, you know, the little kid hitting the wiffle ball right into dad. (laughs) (laughs) Now you have those instant access to those at your fingertips. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess there's still a population that does they they don't surf on YouTube. (laughs) And it's like these it's a family time. They can get together and watch America's funniest videos, I guess. Although well, they also have a much greater access to these things. They don't have to actually have you send them in on video cassette anymore. Right. You don't have to send them on cassette. Here's my VHS of my 1987 birthday. All right. the main part of uh, the ABC Sunday night will be uh, Once Upon a Time, uh, followed by a new show Blood and Oil and new show Quantico. Uh, all starting up on September 27th. So Amory, what did you what did you think of of the of the two new offerings on the night? Well, what is your snap judgment? My snap judgment. <laughs> Quantico was fine. I Quantico I feel like I could really get into. I liked the characters they introduced. I liked how they kind of got spoiler alert. I'm not going to say what happens, but they got rid of some characters in ways that I was like, "Wait a minute, what aren't they series regulars?" Um <laughs> but I don't I don't know how long I will will stay interested in it but this but the I like the premise I like uh Anthony Rivivar very much Priyanka Chopra is a star like she she is legitimately a star in in her native country she is trying to break through here I don't know there was good things there was bad things I think there might have been almost too much going on with all the backstories uh and maybe everybody's just a little bit too cliched of a backstory you know, they had to, these seven people from all walks of life. Like, I don't know that we need to have those very seven specific walks of life. It just felt like they were, some of them were just like there because they had to have like something there. But it's on my schedule because I do want to give it a second episode and I do kind of want to see where they go. Plus Mark Pellegrino is actually taking, either taking over a role or um, he, he he's is joining, he's, he's joining the show. Oh, so that like changes it for me a little bit because I really like him. And I think that the character I think he's going to be playing, he makes sense in the role. So I'm excited about that. Um, and then Blood and Oil. Uh, I mean, Chase Crawford seemed like a grown up for the first time ever to me <laughs> like that. He was like a, a grown man instead of, you know, Nate Archibald, which was good. I just didn't. And Cappy, I mean, you know, I love Scott Michael Foster. I just don't think I care at all about what's happening in blood and oil. So what does everybody else think? Yeah. How about you, Tina? (laughs) Well, I'm going to start with blood and oil. I'm a soap opera person from way back. You know, I watched Dallas and everything like that dynasty and the OC every soap opera there is. I probably have seen it (laughs) or watched it or loved, worshiped it at some point. So Blood and Oil, even though I wish it could have been a better pilot, it didn't hold my interest the whole time. 
Um, it did end on a bit of a cliffhanger. I will probably add it and see if it gets better because I, I tend to give soaps the benefit of the doubt and mm-hmm. I want to see it get better. And I thought Chase Crawford, um, he definitely seems like he's grown up a bit. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't think that he was going to do well in this type of role, but I, I actually thought he held his own. I would and, agree with that completely. Yeah. So, and I actually like the actress who plays his wife as well. So I'm definitely going, that's going to be on my, I'm going to give it a few more episodes list. Okay. I'm not hooked. (laughs) And Quantico, I, it took a while to get into the episode, but by the end, I was completely hooked. I I agree with you, Amory, that Priyanka Chopra is a star. I mean, she's a star back in her, you know, in she India, but India? She, she she's gorgeous and she, I think she's a good lead for this show. For sure. Um, she's kind of mesmerizing to watch a little bit of a girl crush there, you know? <laughs> um, and I also like the actress who played uh, the, the one guy called her Taylor Swift, you know, which oh, one Joanna I talked Braddy. about. Yeah. I Joanna Brady. Yeah. She was on unreal, which was one of my favorite shows of the summer. Yeah. And, um, and I, and she wasn't utilized like a lot in the pilot. So I'm looking forward to seeing what else goes on with her. I her her story was a little bit cliche, but I still want to see where they take it. Right. Um, by the end, you know, it's, it seemed to start out as sort of gossip girly to me, you know, <laughs> but at, in the FBI, it was, it was very sort of, I don't, I don't know. It was I've kind heard of compared to like Grey's Anatomy in the FBI. Yeah. If you didn't get the very opening scene, like if that wasn't there, yeah. If they just started right after that, where they're basically introducing everybody that's heading to Quantico yeah. you know, for FBI training, you would definitely go, this is Grey's Anatomy yeah, FBI. Yeah, this is Grey's Anatomy and yeah. the FBI, but then it turned into a thriller by the end, and that's mm-hmm. and that's what really hooked me. Yeah. So it, it de- like when it, when it ended, I was like, I need to watch more, so that's definitely going on my you know, to watch list. I mean, that's, it hooked me enough that I know I want to watch more and more and more. Yeah. So those were what I felt about those two shows. And I put once upon a time back on my schedule. Cause I'm going to try it again and see what I think, but I'm probably I'm not, it. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those shows where I, I always watch the season premiere and then I'm just like, Nope, I'm out. <laughs> see if, I, I, I see if this up, arc works for you. I with that show yeah. a long time ago. Let's just say that. Yeah. I think a lot of people did. <laughs> Although it is, I mean, while there is a lot of backstory things on that show, the way they do sort of new story arcs, you almost can, you know, you can sort Tune of jump, you can kind of jump in and see <laughs> yeah. if you like the, you know, the main story arc that they're going with and you can sort of fill in the gaps of what the, you know, the dynamic is between the rest of the characters. But yeah, that's sort of one I, I, I gave up on. A while ago as well. Blood and Oil was sort of interesting because I went into it not expecting much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, as I mentioned last week on the Fox preview, I'm not really presently like in the headspace for big soapy dramas, you know, with lots of, you know, twists or whatever. You don't watch Empire? Uh, well, I've, I watched 
most of Empire. I still have six episodes oh, left. Okay. Uh, that's that's the thing is like I I still have like six episodes of Empire left. I still have like five episodes of How to Get Away with Murder. Uh, oh, me too. Left. There, I haven't finished How to Get Away. And while that one has more of a murder mystery connected with the you know the big soapy drama, it still has a lot of that element to it. I don't know. I'm sort of getting my big soapy drama fix from Scandal, I guess. And that's, that's right. like, and that's more than enough at the present <laughs> time. <laughs> and so it this sort of looked like Dallas in some respects. Yes. Uh, I'm calling it now. It's a uh, Dallas meets Deadwood hmm. uh, because it's the boomtown aspect. It's people heading. Yes, but uh, I don't feel that same grittiness. Well, it doesn't have that same grittiness <laughs> as as Deadwood because it's it's a present day. It's trying to do that, but it's in the present day. You know, it's there. It's a it's a present day boomtown. So, what would it be like now? It wouldn't be quite as gritty That's and dirty. Quite. It wouldn't be quite as gritty and dirty. Uh, but it it's that that similar feel of trying to create this where a bunch of people are going. It, it's a little. Not quite as lawless, uh, you know. Right. It's also not on HBO, so <laughs> right. And but I don't know. Kind of by the end, I was kind of uh, into it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, could Scott Michael Foster be like? Is that dude just typecast or what? He's beautiful. Uh, he's, <laughs> I love him. He's just he's he's basically playing the same character. He really is. He's always that he was on ABC Family, yeah. except he doesn't have a brain tumor. Right. You know? Oh yes, he I didn't watch. I didn't. I don't watch Chasing Life, so I don't. I I don't know anything about him. I mean, I watch Greek. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> such a cappy and Kate. <laughs> oh, I love them. And then the then the the girl that he who owns the bar. I, you know who I, I'm talking I, about with the English yeah, accent? Yeah, India de Beaufort. Yeah, she was on the, what was it called? It was on ABC Family. Um, Jane by Design. Jane by Design, yes. I didn't know, like, I think I've heard her accent before, but that's like her real accent. I didn't know yeah, she Yeah, I didn't realize that she had that accent. But I like her. She's charming. Like, I yeah. liked the cast. Like, you mentioned liking Chase Crawford, the girl who plays his wife. I like that. I like. I mean, I really did like the cast. It's just, yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah, Don Johnson is cast well in that he really is in, but doesn't sort of amber role. i talked to um i recently talked to the actor spencer garrett in the pilot for blood and oil he's like that oil commissioner that amber valletta talks to okay do you know who i'm talking about yeah. yeah yeah and so and he's also i guess he's been on house of cards before and i i was talking to him and i'm like doesn't amber valletta kind of look like robin wright penn from or robin wright i don't know what she's called now <laughs> um, on House of Cards, like that, you know, she's tall, blonde, short, blonde the hair, short hair yeah. very sort of icy. I'm like, there's, like a very sim- there's a similarity Pfeiffer. there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I might check out more of it, especially given how it ends. I did like how it ended. I watched it yesterday and I already forget how it ended. <laughs> <laughs> it was a cliffhanger. It's also going to be on Sunday night. And Sunday nights tend to be I, that's tough. like yeah. so many things. And that's so tough. it definitely has the potential to fall away quickly if it doesn't become, you know, super engaging. Isn't it up against The Good Wife? Well, it's up against The Good Wife, but then we also have everything. You know, the Walking Cable Dead TV. returns and then 
Homeland. You know, Homeland back. comes back, and right. and TNT has a new show called Agent X premiering, and HBO has The Leftovers. Yeah, that's that, Sunday night's a tough night. I'm not sure why they totally put it on Sunday night. Well, that's just the stuff at the same time. You know that doesn't, right. that doesn't include like. Uh, the librarians and the the royals and the affair. Yeah, my Sunday schedule's pretty you jigsaw y. Know, and you know, and and of course CSI Cyber. <laughs> because the thing about it, <laughs> yes. because the thing about it is, I have to allot so much extra space to CBS because I have to record CSI Cyber because of the football overrun. Uh. Well, you, well, you got to like record like the whole night. So I have in, to record. Times, I am a person recording two hours. CSI Cyber. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. there are definitely two shows that I will give second episodes. Quantico for sure. I'm pretty sure I'm going to stick with it. Plus, there's a person in the cast that I've, I I know fairly well, and I think that it's going to be a good thing for him. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see what with falls Blood by the oil, they're gonna that ABC is gonna have to look at kind of the long term like rating, you know, like the yeah. live plus whatever, because there's so many things on Sunday night that I don't know if people are gonna watch that show right away. They might wait a few days and, and watch it on their DVR. I'm thinking of now talking about Greek, how four of the four main people, Casey and Cappy and Evan and um what was her name on Ashley? What's her name? Ashley? Yeah, Ashley. Um, she's on something, isn't she's she? She's on the Carmichael show right now, which oh, I yes. love. Um, and then she, so then poor Casey was on Mr. Robinson, which was just <laughs> terrible. Um, and Evan Chambers is in Limitless, so like it's like a Greek renaissance, and I think I think Evan Chambers has the best chance of surviving, but... Which show is Evan Chambers he's on? Lim- he's Limitless. He's the star of Limitless. Is it... Is it- I just talked to him at Comic Con. I didn't even realize. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I knew he looked familiar. He's got like scruff, and he's a little, he's grown he up. Do, he he's... looks different. He looks like yeah, more mature, like grown up. Yeah. Wow. He looks... He's he's cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so that's yeah so so quantico so is definitely quantico's one i'll just say quantico is one that's definitely on my list of things that i'm interested in for the fall of the new shows Same like here. it's at the i haven't watched everything every new show that i have access to yet but of the things i've seen it's right there at the top of the list of things that i'm it fits into that the sort of actiony mystery type show i like these types of shows that have a little bit i i do worry a little bit about like what is season two? <laughs> like, right. Well, but the like, way the way the pilot ended, I have no idea where the second episode is going to go, and I'm excited by that. So, I definitely want more of that show. Yeah. So, so that's that's ABC Sunday. We'll move on to Monday, which is Dancing with the Stars, starting up on September 14th, and then that'll be followed by Castle on the 21st. <sighs> I don't watch Dancing with the Stars. I'll probably continue you to watch Castle. Because <laughs> I, I was going to sigh about it. I don't think I'll be watching this season of Dancing with the Stars. I'm just going to put that out there. Well, it's Dancing with... Uh, Quotes. What yeah, stars, it's like, Dancing with... Quotes. Like, I made the joke on Twitter that it's Dancing with like four people I found outside the studio. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, well, there were only four so people... Bad. There were only four names when I, I just read the names. Like, no pictures, no no descriptions. Like, uh-huh. before I just saw the, the list of names. And I think there was three or four names that I recognized. But then, you know, that was like Chaka Khan and Paula Dean. And, yeah, you know, totally. like, you know, and so 
of the of the sort of the younger cast or whatever, I was just like, from what they did, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, I know Gary Busey's in it, right? Yeah, I mean, I knew everybody just because I know people, but but I didn't know them because I think God, they're they're big stars, and you know everybody in the world loves them. Like, who is anybody really going to care about the jockey who rides American Pharaoh? Uh, and how long is the uh, support for the guy who uh, stopped a gunman on a train? Like, how long is that support going to last? Right. People love Bindi Irwin because they love Steve Irwin. The Pena Vegas, which I think is hysterical that it's um, Carlos Pena and Alexa Vega, and they changed their last name when they got married to Pena Vega, which is adorable. But, like, just because the one guy from Big Time Rush did well that time, they think, oh, let's get the next guy from Big Time. Like, I, I don't know who they think is watching the show, I guess is the question. Because there's no way that, like, these 10 people are universally liked. Plus, Andy Grammer, like, he has a hit, but... Well, I think, I don't know, I think almost uh, it's just people that are interested in sort of the watching people that don't normally do this type of dancing learn how to do this type of dancing. Uh, I think that's the only aspect... But this is the first time I'm like seeing, I see the list and I don't know who's actually going to end up being good. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like maybe Nick Carter, maybe. And And Bindi, and uh, Bindi, maybe. And you would think maybe Alexa Vega because she's like a sexy Latina lady. I don't know. But then that's us just generalizing because we have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that this this raises the point that I think maybe Dancing with the Stars needs to take a break. Because if it, not necessarily not be on, but like maybe don't do a, fall, a spring season. Yeah, do maybe, season yeah, maybe it's time not to do, yeah, maybe it's time not to double them because up Because you basically run out of quote unquote stars. Right. Or, you know, dancing with people that are recently in the news or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> dancing with people that need to rehab <laughs> their persona. I don't know. There's all kinds of things that you it's could a, call it. It's interesting thing when the dancers, the professional dancers, are more stars now than the people <laughs> that they're training. Right. Like, we care more that Peter Murgatroyd got hurt. Than Is that we why do. she's not in this season? Yeah, she got hurt. She was Andy Grammer's partner. And she got hurt, so she had to drop out, and Allison Holker stepped in. Right. And then this is the first, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first season that Len's not a judge, right? Yes. Because he he, he, comment, he said last year he wasn't going to be one, um, but then he came back. But this year, like, it's they're going forward with him definitely not part of it. So, But he's like, the, and then that's that's a whole other thing. To me, he's the one that's like, a real judge? Like I, yeah, judge? I love. Is he like I, the Simon Cowell? Yeah, I did love his crankiness. Because you know? <laughs> he wants a certain Argentinian tango, and he wants a certain thing, and like, yeah. it's just like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe take a breather, Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, I agree. And then Castle. Sigh. I have it on my list. Sigh. <laughs> just because I, I tend to check. Like it's a show I check back in on. Yeah, um, at the beginning of every season, and then yeah, maybe it's like the finales, but you know. I get so far behind on Monday TV that it's just like, it's never been a show that I race to get caught up on. So it's certainly not going to be in season eight when I have no idea what's really going on, a show that I race to get caught up on. Well, I do want to, I, I think I read that they're going to um, 
talk about more about what happened to Castle when he disappeared for that um, spell of time, and he can't Which remember. Even have been after he can't remember I, about it, huh? Okay. I, that might even been after I like stopped watching. Yeah, I think did it happen at the beginning? It happened at the. It happened at the beginning finale. Of this, yeah, end of last season, beginning of this season. Right. And then they they sort and, of put it in a spot where he looks into it later and they're just like, you know, you need to stop looking into this. So he stops looking into it for a while, but then they sort of brought it back up again. Like touched on it, but then didn't really further it. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping they, they further another it new this coming run? season. Yes. Okay. Right? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I'll, I'll continue to watch just because I like the dynamic between the characters and it's, you know, it's still kind of a fun show. It's just not going to be a show that I, I, I watch live or I even watch yeah. like the next day. Yeah. It, it'll be probably, I'll let a few episodes stockpile and then binge it. Well, yeah. Well, based on other things that are going to be on, on the night. Right. Uh, you know, with like Jane, the Virgin and then uh, Supergirl, Supergirl coming Gotham. and then uh, like, uh, oh my you know, gosh, some, Monday's going to be bad. Yeah, there's some, you know, there's some other, you know, there's some other things uh, that, you know, Castle might, while I'll still be watching, it might not be the first thing off the DVR. Yeah, it might wait yeah. for the weekend or it might wait even longer than that. It is a show you can put on in the background you don't need to pay attention to. It's that sort of light show that when I come home from work and I'm super tired, I don't need. You don't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. That's the thing is like while Jane the Virgin might be the best thing on the Monday night, it's also not necessarily the first thing I watch because I have to be a watch when I know that I'm awake <laughs> and that I can pay attention because there's so much happening on the screen or be in the background or whatever that you need you have to be watching at all times to be able to get what's going on. Uh so even though that might be the best thing and the first thing I want to watch, it doesn't always become the first thing I want to watch cuz I have to be coming home from work tired is not the time to like tune into something that you need to just Although Jane the Virgin is so much fun, you know? <laughs> it yeah. is. It's so much you have to pay attention, but it's also so much fun. So I that kind of it kind of helps lighten things up for a Monday night. Like everything else is such drama. You know, sort of the action of blind of uh you know of blind spot might be the thing that although that the mystery in that one too might need to pay pay more attention. I don't know. Uh, but that's that's Monday. Move on to Tuesday. ABC will have The Muppets. Yay. Followed by Fresh Off the Boat, uh, both starting up on September 22nd. Uh, and then that'll be followed by uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, as of the 29th of September. Uh, and then that'll be followed by uh, episodes of Beyond the Tank as of the 29th. And then later on in the fall, as of the 27th of October, uh, new show Wicked City uh, will be premiering. Right. Of those, I think everybody is probably most looking forward to the Muppets. <laughs> totally on board with the Muppets. I mean, Fresh Off the Boat was one of my favorite things about last year, so I'm also looking very forward to that. Yes, that was... But the promos the Muppets are doing, and that they did promo shots like they were actors on TV, like sitting in the chair with their hand on their wrist, like their fists, like... They are doing the best kind of promotions for the plus, Muppets. That plus I can... the gossip headlines with oh my God. Kermit well, now, and Miss Piggy's separation. Miss Piggy's dating Josh Groban. Right. And Kermit's <laughs> dating so Daphne. Right? Kate is Denning. that what her name? I don't know what her... I forget what that her, the pig name is. 
Yeah. Kat Dennings today on Twitter Denise, was like, Denise, Denise, Denise. I'm dating Kermit. Like, they're, it's just everybody's really taking it in the stride. And like, yeah. they're not throwing it in your face because I don't think you can ever get sick of the Muppets because they're just the Muppets. Like, they've been around <laughs> forever. And I'm really like the 10 minute thing that like really sold the network on the show that they released for everybody to watch. Right. Like it's, it's the classic Muppets, you know, Grover's Grover and Fonzie is Fonzie. And it's just, and I, I love it. Waldorf and oh my God. The two guys the guy in, the, like, in, the, in the seats it's, commenting it's, on everything. Is there room for Muppets that you may not remember? And then there's that yeah. random guy. Like it's just. I think it's going to be huge for ABC. I hope it's going to be huge. I hope so. Because if it's huge, I think that it will bolster fresh off the boat ratings because that's a family show you can watch after you watch the Muppets. I think it's the perfect hour. Yeah, of I think I think it's a good family hour. Like, I think just based on what it looks like, the Muppets looks like they're taking sort of the old school Muppets and crossing it with something like 30 Rock. Yeah, uh, or, yes. you know, updating, yeah. you know, it's like, <laughs> but, but, like with Modern Family, because the Larry Sanders show. <laughs> and so I think that you have, I think that you have like, it's the Muppets. So you have a lot that the kids can enjoy yeah, uh, and especially younger kids and stuff. But then there's also going to be plenty of stuff that's happening for the adults that are going to think that stuff's funny. And the Muppets, and, the Muppets and the have always the been that way that like adults could always have watched it in the past because they always let some you know, adult humor in there. Yeah. And it never felt like, oh, this is just for kids. Like adults and people and people. They've always <laughs> adults and children have always enjoyed the show. So like to me Yes, Amory, children are know, people too. Children are people too. <laughs> uh, but to me, like it's a no brainer. I think it's gonna be huge. It is also unbelievably sort of it's like one of the things that I'm most interested in just because yeah. of that that small bit that they showed. It looks so funny. Given some of the well, we'll talk. There's a show we're going to talk about later. Oh God! Just the amount of times that I laughed in like the ten minutes of the Muppets compared yeah. to <laughs> other things that I've watched that are supposed to be funny, not so much. So yeah, I think the the Muppets slash Fresh on the boat off the boat, which I think was one of the better things from last season. Yeah, I was really glad that that's coming back. It's a weird night though because it's going to go from such family hour. Shield to a lesser degree, you can watch as a family. Like it is kind of violent and there's death and stuff like that, but it's still an hour that I think a family of like teenagers and, and parents can watch together. Then leading into Wicked City, it's like a weird night. It is a weird night. Yeah, Wicked City is definitely like the. Oh, by the way, it's ten o'clock. <laughs> by the way, yeah, your kids should definitely That's serial be, killer time. Yeah. Your kids yeah. should be in bed by now. Uh, what are you doing? And lock the doors, please. I don't. I don't know about that one. That one is. That one's another one of those shows that just seems. It's pretty dark. Well, they recasted people, so they haven't even been able to like show us anything. All right. It's only been five. Only a five-minute trailer. Yeah. But just based on the premise, you're just like, okay, how long does this go and continue to be uh, interesting? Right. But it sounds uh, like I hope they have a good be... soundtrack. <laughs> the plan, it sounds like, is that this American, whatever it's called, L.A. Crime. It used to be called L.A. Crime, right? So now it's called Wicked City. I think that the plan is to do a different story. Right. Like Secrets and Lies, where maybe, like, someone, like, maybe, like. Like Secrets and Lies or Scream Queens or American Horror Story. It's yeah. the new, the new, the new fab thing is We're to like do an anthology series. Do the anthology yeah. series. There's, like, um, a reporter in the Wicked City, like, Karen. 
is her name. So it's like maybe she's the one who like pulls it through to the story for the next line. Like they don't really know. They'll just be telling wicked stories in the city. Yes, exactly. And they, it's, it's, and it's, ABC's turned their uh, channel over to a couple of Gossip Girl stars this yes. season. Yes, they have. <laughs> um, I was always a fan of Ed Westwick, so that'll be fun. Yeah, and I like yes, it. it's very interesting. Those I types like of Jeremy things. Christo, Taste of Farmiga is one of my favorite people. Erica Christensen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a she, bunch of people from. You have Gossip Girl guys on ABC. You have the Strike Back guys on NBC. On right. NBC, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you have. It's, it's interesting to see where these these people are being uh, plucked from, you know, pulled from, and but all ending up on the same network. Or whatever it seems yeah. like. Uh, but uh, I do just want to say I just caught up on Agents of Shield, and so while it might not be my favorite superhero show i'm uh, you know as the season went along i started really getting more hooked into it so i'm excited for season three that's the same way i was i found i i was looking to like catch up on shows because i was so far, far behind on like 10 shows because they just i just like stopped caring about them but um but shield was on netflix which was awesome because no commercials just went right through i watched the like eight episodes i had been behind on um, which then spoiled me, though, because then I watched Empire on Hulu and there were still commercials and it was so annoying. Um, but I really started to, like, really root for people. And, you know, I always loved I love Ian DeKesteker. I love he Sinister is he, Fitz and, is like my favorite, I oh, think, on so Agents cool. of S.H.I.E.L.D. But I also like totally love Ward, even though he's totally the bat. Like he's terrible. I don't think there's any redemption for him. No, none. And it but, seems like where they're taking him, it's really no redemption. Yeah, because yeah. you think for a minute there might be, but then there's not. No. Um, and Luke Mitchell. I don't know if you guys watched the Tomorrow People. I I thought he was the best thing on that show. So I'm very excited that he's like continuing on Agents of Shield. Here's my problem with Luke Mitchell. What? <laughs> I think he's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> and Jason, I bet you can guess what I'm going to say. He's an Australian man. <laughs> oh, is it the accent? It's terrible. His American accent is terrible. And there's no reason why he couldn't have been an Australian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Although he I don't, I think I American. just, I must be just, I, he's so cute. I think I haven't even noticed his accent. Yeah, <laughs> see, like, I, I, I say this all the time when Harry mentions this stuff is I don't even notice it because I just take whatever the weird thing that they're doing is that's the accent from wherever they're from. Right. And I'm not like so up on... This is on... not an... Ep- There's no accent that exists like that in the world. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I just take it as that's how that person talks from wherever he came from. And I'm not like so up on accents from everywhere in the world or everywhere in the U.S. You know, there, there's a few places where when you have people that are supposed to be from a certain place and you're just like, really? Then Katie it, then Seagal, it, the bastard executioner. <laughs> then, Bringing oh, it back full circle to before we started. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm totally, and I'm not, not totally on board with Henry Simmons' character, Mac. Like, there's some things yeah. about Mac that bother me, but I love Henry Simmons, so I'm totally okay with that. I like, love Trip. I was really sad to see him go. Who? Triplet. BJ oh, I'm, I'm crushed by Trip. Really I mean, him. I'm really upset about that. I'm still upset about it. Um, right. But I'm interested to see what happens. Obviously, Simmons is not going to be gone. You can't have the show. Obviously, oh, no, she'll like, be back. In my opinion, you can't have the show without Fitz and Simmons. They are the heart of the show. As much as they're she supposed to be. She was at Comic Con. Come on, yeah. she was at Comic Con. She's <laughs> fine. 
Well, I, I think like, I think they gave her an interesting storyline because she kept getting like more and more vigilant yeah. against these people with abilities or something like that, and then you got to figure that something's happened to her. And but she's I'm now sorry, but did they not torture Fitz and Simmons this year? Because I, I mean, having binged most of the season. Uh, I can't believe like the back and forth with that relationship. They were oh, like one was yeah. pissed at one, the other was pissed at the. You know, they like alternated, and I'm like, and finally at the end, we're like, yes, they're they're finally on the same page, and, and then that <laughs> happens yeah. at the end. But you got to figure that when, when she comes back from that, that she's not going to be. <laughs> she might be more in the category of things that she wasn't liking <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah, and, exactly. And stuff. So who knows what exactly will happen there, but. But yeah, I'm looking forward to Agents of Shield uh coming back and at some point getting a look at uh at Wicked City. Well, they recasted somebody with Jeremy Sisto and I really love Jeremy Sisto, especially when he's given like like I loved him as Billy on Six Feet Under. Like I yes. love when he and he was great as a comedian and suburgatory, don't get me wrong, but I love him in that dark like world. So I'm hoping that it, he's going to be a good addition. I like the rest of the cast, like I said. So like to me, I'm watching everything on ABC. Sight unseen for Wicked City, I have it on my schedule just because I'm supporting a friend that's in it. But beyond that, it has an interesting story that like I like that era. And I like, you know, I'm sure, like you said, I hope it has great music. So I'm I'm not a big serial killer person. It, like it's hard for me to watch. I I did not watch Hannibal. Even Wait, though I you don't like to. serial killers? I mean, what's wrong with you, Tina? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can't. You know, I don't watch Criminal Minds. I I yeah. can't. Like that's that's a little bit too dark for me. Like I love dark, but that dark that's that's a lot for me. <laughs> that's, so that's a step too ABC. far. Into <laughs> that's dark. a step too far. I will try Wicked yeah. City, but I can't promise that I'm going to stick with it. And it strikes me as a show that won't go as dark as those other shows, just because there is like the the weird twisted love story in it too. I don't know. Um, the first five minutes but, is pretty dark. Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but since, there, since there's going to be eighties music played, I might have to tune right, it. Right. So I'm basically I'm on board as far as right now is concerned, and we'll see what happens after I get to see more. All right, and as I as I mentioned previously uh, on shows that we haven't seen, we'll come back and and talk a bit about those again in a future podcast once we've got a chance to see them. That one's one that doesn't premiere for quite a while still, so there's there's still knowing ABC, they'll be like the week before. It's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know, we'll come back with that as we will be talking a little bit about uh, Scream Queens and Minority Report that we hadn't seen as of the Fox preview. So uh, later on in this podcast, but uh, with that, we'll move on to Wednesday nights, which is the one night that's, you know, or the two, uh, two nights that they have that have stayed uh, uh, completely the same. Uh, ABC will have the middle Goldberg's modern family, blackish and Nashville all returning on September 23rd. Blackish, blackish. Oh my God. I love that show so much. <laughs> I liked, I liked a lot of, like fresh off the boat, blackish. I liked Cristela last season. I yeah. like like pretty much all their new <laughs> all their new stuff last year I really liked. <laughs> and, you know, this year not so much. I mean the middle is <laughs> and will always will be like it's one of my favorite shows on TV. Hands Which down, one? I the middle. I think it's oh. more consistent than Modern Family. I think it's funnier than Modern Family. I think sometimes it has more heart than like there are episodes. I, I broke of up the with middle. Modern Family, so well, yeah. There's a, there's episodes in the middle where all of a sudden I'm like, why am I crying? Like I'm so moved by what's going on in this like 
crazy world of the hex that I'm like moved to tears. I love it so much. So I'm so and glad. And I keep hearing saying, good things about the Goldbergs. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. I have a lot of personal investment in ABC shows this year. <laughs> this is the third show where I have a friend involved. And I was a fan before. It's actually from my town, like not my town, but like Jenkintown is the next town really over from where I grew up. So I know all the area. I, I used Krent Flores, which is like his best friend, Chad, his parents own Krent Flores. And now Chad runs it. Like I know the florist. I use that florist. So my friend was at Abington Hospital because it's right there. Like, so I know the area. I fell in love with the show and it just keeps getting better. And now I just, I want more people to find it and love it because Wendy McLennan Covey is unrivaled. She's ridiculous and amazing. And her 80 sweaters are the most amazing yeah. thing that ever <laughs> in the universe. Because basically my mom wore all of them. Like my mom wore those clothes. I love it. Yeah, I I think that, ABC finally made the right decision and they they came up with the right two hour lineup of all yeah. family comedies. Right. Keeping Blackish behind Modern Family, like perfect. When they had mixology there, when they had Rebel Wilson show there, like it yeah. just didn't make sense. I mean, I also sometimes I want to call Blackish Modern Black Family. <laughs> <Because it's, laughs> they work so well with Modern Family. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. even with the thing like Fresh Off the Boat, like you could see Fresh Off the Boat and the Goldbergs paired up as sort yeah. of the the family but set back in a different time uh, right that, that could still happen next season because the middle is in season seven and nobody i don't think anybody signed beyond season seven charlie was barely signed for season seven because his pilot didn't go so like i think the middle might be winding down so there's a, a good position to rebuild but keep the family comedies there but yeah i think that's definitely the they found something that they're good at, and they should yeah. they should sort of yeah. keep on that, uh, you know, different twists in inside of that uh, uh, that area. I'm also watching Nashville, and I yeah, did finally here. get caught up on it. <laughs> yeah. And there's no way Deacon's dying. Sorry. No, I mean it's it the, the way it. I, I actually like the Nashville finale, um, yeah. but the but they always end on this really soap cliched ending cliffhanger. Yeah, and this time I I loved like everything that was going on with Avery and Juliet, and I loved everything with Will's coming out. But the 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 whoever's flatlining Deacon or the sister or whoever yeah. that kind of ending I thought was a little bit too over the. You top. know what I did love though? I loved how Teddy is being arrested and like on TV at the time. Yeah. But they're only paying attention to the doctor about like, so nobody like he Deacon even overshadows him in like this hospital room (laughs) where Deacon's more important than what's happening. As it should be. Exactly. So my hope for Nashville is that Eric Close is gone. Not that I don't like Eric Close, but Teddy serves no purpose. I want to see more about Will's story. That's the one story that I'm so in love with because I think Chris Carmack is doing so well with it. I teared up. I teared oh up my God, he too. told, he told, um, I can't remember his name, Kyle Dean Massey's character's name, yeah. but um, I teared up when he told him he loved him. That was oh great. God. It was just so perfect. I just, it was. so Nashville like does some good things. It, it just, does. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still out on Scarlet and Gunner. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm sort of over Scarlet and Gunner. So She's I'm not sure her. if I want them back together, but you know, whatever. Can't win them all. She needs a new weave is what she does. She needs to. Yeah. I had to mention Nashville because I did yeah. caught up on it. I yeah. just caught up. I just watched the finale <laughs> yesterday. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. Nashville, I fell behind on, and just uh, again, that was it. I guess you know, it fell into that spot of the, like the big soapy drama, and it just right. that type of thing wasn't doing it for me anymore. Uh, oddly enough, for whatever reason, I think the only thing I really watched last season on Wednesday nights was Blackish. <laughs> yeah. Like that was the only. Uh, even though I really liked Goldberg's in the first season, for some reason I didn't watch the second season, and I've never really watched the middle. And Modern Family, I just, it's funny, but it's so interesting. I just got over it's it. It's the same. Yeah, it's just it. the after a while you're just like, well, I've seen that. But with Blackish, I love the kids on Blackish. Oh my god, they're amazing. <laughs> as much they're as amazing. I love the adults, maybe even more than the adults. I love Diane's hatred of Charlie. Yes, coworker. Like I just, and how scared of Diane Charlie is. Like it's, it's awesome. just so subtle, but it's so perfect. <laughs> it's amazing. That show did a lot of things right, so yeah. I'm I'm happy it's going to be back and it's still in that same time slot. Perfect Anthony time. Anthony Anderson slot. got nominated for an Emmy. Who? Anthony Anderson was. Nominated. Oh yes, yes. So sorry, we kept talking right. about Wednesday, but now we're right. talking so, about Thursday. James so Wednesday on to Thursday. Uh, Thursday will be Grey's Anatomy. Uh, scandal and how to get away with murder uh, all starting up on September 24th. TGIT. Yeah. I think the only thing I'll be watching is scandal. I do not watch Grey's Anatomy. I'm seeking. I'm like a season and a half or maybe more behind on Grey's Anatomy now, but it just sort of fell away from that. Spoiler alert. McDreamy died. You know, it's funny. With <laughs> well, Grey's Anatomy, I, you I wasn't not watching. know that. <laughs> But no, Scandal is one of those shows that I keep watching, even though, like, <laughs> like halfway through every season, I just go, I'm done with this. And then, for whatever reason, I sort of keep watching it. Yeah. After Olivia's kidnapping, I almost stopped watching. Yeah. Um, I, I, gave it, I gave myself a break from Scandal. And then I binged, like, several episodes in a row. And then I was like, okay, I'm back in. Yeah, I kind of did the same thing. That, like, I don't that I kidnapping was just, I, I couldn't handle the kidnapping. Well, it yeah. gave her, like, a really, some good stuff to be able to yes. play with. Like, it gave her some good stuff to do on screen, but the whole situation was ridiculous. <laughs> How was, they got out of it was ridiculous. It was, yeah, what crazy. it led to was ridiculous. It was crazy. Even more even ridiculous than scandal. anything they had done before. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy even for Scandal. Yes. <laughs> right. Grey's Anatomy, I'll say, I didn't really, I hadn't really watched it. But I did go back and watch the death episode because I knew it was coming. And damn it, if I didn't cry my eyes out, I hadn't watched the show in probably five years. I was crying like a baby. And so then I did watch the rest of the season. So I do want to see, I do want to see like where it goes without well, it is him. It's the type of show that you can, I mean, because of the soapy drama of it and the, the bringing in and out of new characters and stuff. My only problem well, with that is that they I built am that excited for I am excited for Martin Henderson. I really I love, love him. him. Um, I didn't watch that other Shonda show he was on off the map, but I did. Um, he was great. The show wasn't. Yeah, I loved <laughs> him. So if anybody could get me to tune in to Grey's Anatomy this season, it's going to be him. But I think it's the type of show that you could just you can pick back up at any time. Yeah, and within a few episodes, you get the character dynamics, and you don't necessarily need all the history. Right, uh, you might need like happened. to look online and say like, "Who is this person?" Um, which I had to do a couple times, but <laughs> you know, once you figure it out, it's pretty easy to get you know keep going. <laughs> but I think with a lot of these types, of, but a lot of these types of dramas, pretty much you can get the basics of e of the story that they're telling that week, and within 
a handful of episodes, you can pick up on who the characters are and and the character dynamic. You don't necessarily need to go back and watch a lot of the characters are newer, aren't yeah. they? I mean, yeah. so I, haven't watched, I haven't watched since season three, so oh, I mean, yeah. most of those characters are gone, I think, yeah. for me. They are. So we'll see. I mean, Scandal I watch, I, I don't necessarily think it's this great show that everybody's like, like I, I don't quite understand why people are so obsessed with it. Like I don't think it's the best show on TV, but I like it and I watch it and it has definitely become the what is the weird thing, what is the twist. Yeah. Like, right. that, but that's like the only thing you're you're kind of watching it for anymore because uh and you get some interesting character moments and some big speeches by certain characters that are always interesting to watch because it looks like they're just going to have a heart attack in the middle of the scene <laughs> because they're so intense. And then you think that um, <laughs> yeah. it's like, okay, so there's a murderer, uh, the president is a murderer, the first lady. Everybody's and, a murderer. Like everybody's Nobody. a murderer on that show. But there are so it's many like, It's like OMG an Oprah show. Moments. You're a murderer and you're a murderer. Yeah. Everybody's a murderer. But there are so many OMG moments and when you're on social media, uh, I mean, it's such a show that you want to be on social media live when the episode's going on. It just sort of plays into that. And um, I don't know. It's like, it's a show that I can't quit. It's a show I'm going to be there to the bitter end, I think. And I I think Shonda says it's not going to be. It's. I don't think it's going to go on too much longer, like a couple more years. And then I don't think it's going to be like Grey's Anatomy, where it's going on and on and on and on. I think it's it's not going to do that. So I'm going to stay till the end. Yeah. Well, for a show like Scandal, the it's become more about the big thing and the twist and the mystery or whatever their weird thing doing, and less about the characters and their interactions. Yeah. As time right. gone as time's gone on. And so, you know, that's what you keep watching it for. But after a while you just sort of run out of steam on that type of stuff and things just but, become like you said, we we've sort of hit that point where where something happens and it even feels ridiculous for this show. Yeah. <laughs> then you you know, then you've started you've started in on some rocky territory. But I think for coming into this season I'm excited just because Fitz and Olivia are in a good place. Yeah. Melly has been kicked out of the White House. Things are sort of, um, and so um, Cyrus was fired. So I'm excited because the new season, I have no idea what's going to be going on with it. Like where, where's everybody going to be? I mean, Jake, Scott Foley, he's Jake. I don't even know if he's, he's on in the new season. I, so I'm kind of excited to find out what's going on with everybody. Like, where is it going to pick up? That poor guy, man. He's always the person in the triangle I don't love. Like, <laughs> I was a, I was a Felicity, and ben, I was a Felicity and Ben shipper. No, I, I was, think I liked him on Felicity. I was a Michael Vartan and Jennifer Garner shipper. Um, so I was happy when she cheated on him with Michael Vartan. And then, um, I mean, that's terrible, but I just love Michael Vartan so much. And then uh, I just like. I don't care how despicable Olivia and Fitz are. There is nobody else on the show that has better chemistry than the two of them. I'm sorry. It's true. But how I will say um, with Jake and Olivia, I was cool with them being together because I knew they weren't going to be together forever, that she was going to end up getting back with Fitz. But I liked Jake and Olivia in the moment. Yeah. So so it's not something where I totally hated 
Jake as an option for Olivia. Sure, sure. I'm interested to see kind of what happens with Abby because I feel like with Cyrus yeah. gone, like I hope she comes back as a gladiator and not necessarily as the White House press secretary. I don't know that and she I just keeps to see... her own in, in that position, though. I, yeah. I was surprised that she was there for the whole season. I really like um, Paul Adelstein, too. Yeah. So I hope that we see more of him, too. But I like, I, I do like Abby and um, Josh Molina. David? I do, too. I do, too. Because even yeah. broken up, they're like a, still a really good couple. They are. But so, I didn't then, find her with, with Paul Adelstein's character, no, either. All. And Shonda loves employing the weird Adelstein family, doesn't she? <laughs> a wild Adelstein family. Speaking of lies a while, uh, how to get away with murder? Talk. Okay. I can't talk too much about this because I'm still in the middle of it. I think it's so overhyped. <laughs> yeah. I... I think Violet Davis is great. I think the Cecily Tyson episode was great. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good like acting happening within the show yeah. and there's some interesting yeah. stuff but overall they're just built on a mystery uh thing didn't really like it was kind of interesting in the beginning but i just sort of lost it was one of those things i just sort of lost track of all the different flashbacks and flash forwards and <laughs> present days and and i was glad we did get to find out who um did kill her well, I don't know. I, I'm still six episodes away. Yes. Five episodes away. <laughs> the finale does tell us who killed the person that, you know, Lila, that they've been, is it Lila? That they, they've been trying to figure out all season. Uh, another bad American accent uh, in the cast. Alfie's accent is horrible. Um, Charlie Weber is amazing. Frank, he's my favorite in the world. And I mean, I, I think Matt McGorry's great. I liked him on Orange is the New Black. I just think he's so over the top. I watch it. I watch it all the way through. I will watch season two to see what happens, but it's not a show that I watch on Thursday nights. Yeah. I, right. I watch elementary. I think it's a set of episodes that have been sitting on the DVR all summer and are likely to just get deleted before the new fall season yeah, starts. Kind of a show where you may just <laughs> I, I promise I'm going to make it through how to get away with murder. I am You'll going to catch weeks. up. You can do it. I could do it. I know I can. I mean, I did enjoy Viola. I thought she was the best part. She was very, um, I mean, she was so icy and tough, but then she would have those few vulnerable moments. Like when we saw her with her real hair, that was amazing. Like who does that? Nobody does that on TV. It's true. And Billy Brown is my favorite person on the planet. (laughs) Anytime Billy Brown is anywhere, like when he was in Dexter, he was amazing. When he was on Suns, he was amazing. When he showed up here, I was like, it's Billy Brown. I love him. Um, <laughs> so I'm happy he's still around. Spoiler alert, I guess. I don't know. All right. That's enough about Thursday. We'll move on to yes. Friday. <laughs> Man, you are so – because you really want to talk about this new show. Friday. You want to get to Friday because you're so excited. <laughs> That's super true. <laughs> Last Man Standing uh, returns on September 25th, uh, and then that will be followed by a new show, Dr. Ken, starting mm-hmm. up on October 2nd. And then we have episodes of Shark Tank returning on the 25th and closing out the night with the new episodes of 2020 starting up on the 11th of September. And I won't be watching anything on this night. I watch Last Man Standing. I watch it reluctantly because I don't think it's that great. I occasionally watch it. If there's a home improvement reunion, I might watch it. Yeah, like if they bring somebody on or something like that. Uh, But I kind of stopped watching 
that one a couple well, seasons. Well, we've brought in. on three of them already, so I know there's not much more. I think I stopped watching when they was that between season one and two that they switched daughters. I'm still really, I'm still really upset about this. <laughs> I love, I love Alex Crosney, and I think she deserves so much better than constantly being replaced in things. Yes, yeah, she was replaced by someone who still hasn't learned to act. But I watch it. I sort of stopped watching it after that. I don't know. It just didn't really hit me. Although I watched every episode of Christella last year and was very disappointed when that got canceled. So mad. So was she. So was she. (laughs) They finally figured out what the show was. And, you know, she got she got better as the season went on. And it was a comedy that was uh, funny. And then it's replaced with Dr. Ken, which has a really great cast. That's that's and the people, positive. You know, and people that are have been funny in other things. Well, except for Ken Jeong, I never found him funny on Community. So Oh, like, I loved him on Community. So like taking the char- taking my least favorite character from Community and then building a whole show around that yeah. actor is not the greatest, but I almost sat there in sort of stunned silence at how bad. How bad. Yeah, it was because you get all these people in it. Dave Foley's in it. Albert Tsai, who I call my hero, is in it from Trophy Wife. Susie Nakamura is great. Ken oh. Jeong can be really funny. Tisha. The guy, like, who's amazing, like, but they get them all together, and it's like they forgot how to act or be funny. Well, they just I get... don't feel it's an acting thing. I feel it's a writing thing. Yes, it's a writing, thing. Yes, the, it's it's a writing, writing thing. They gave him some of the worst. Yeah. <laughs> but watching Dr. Ken and Susie Nakamura just made me miss Go On that much I more. Go On. Oh, I love that. I'm still crushed that Go On is not on anymore. Like, yes, to I talk about Mary. this show where you have to talk about all these other shows that exactly. like Trophy it, Wife it, it, that I wish was still on and Go On that I wish was still on. Um, and Martin and and News Radio. Yeah. <laughs> you know, can I watch all yeah. those shows? And, it's like, and Community. Exactly. So I watch, talking about Go On, this is a tangent, but I watch Married and I just love Brett Gelman so much. Thank you. Thank you. Because I love Mr. K so much on Go On. Yes. But... Anyway, and then you know, watching the odd couple on CBS, it's just like, why couldn't NBC uh, give go on one more chance, uh, like yeah. a chance, like a second season? The odd couple is nowhere near as bad as Dr. Ken. No, um, <laughs> no, no. so there's that. That's one where <laughs> also has Dave Foley show up periodically on that one as well. I wish, uh, that but that's one that it's a, it's sort of a standard comedy format, but yet it's funny. And the, the cast chemistry sort of works on on the odd couple. But this is just like, it it just didn't work. It was it had all kinds yeah. of cliched moments that you saw coming and none of them were funny. And the way Ken Jeong like delivers a line in this show, it's almost like he's saying it in a way that he's like, I'm saying it this way because you know it's going to be funny. And then none of the jokes land. <laughs> but I really don't know if it has anything to do with the delivery. I don't. I think it's <laughs> jokes it's true the jokes are pretty bad they're bad of the things i've seen by far the easiest skippable the the by far the most skippable show. i will say i will yeah. probably watch um at least another episode or two just to see if it episodes. gets a little bit better you never know it, i always think i didn't like the blackish pilot and then i kept watching blackish and i ended up loving it so you never know 
there were a couple things that I had problems with the Blackish pilot, but I could see the you potential can, there. You could see the I potential. Could see you don't what, see potential. I could see what they were going for. Yeah. Uh, and I just thought they went for it like too much in the pilot. Right. Uh, and they sort of backed off from that. They a did. Little they bit. backed and, off of it. So. And it became very, and, you know, and it became one of my favorite new shows of last last year. Right. This I I don't see. But I'm not going to give up on it yet. I'm going. I I will continue to watch at least for another couple episodes. Yeah, but I, mean, I don't I, think I'll be rewatching this first one. Just because <laughs> I do like to give a second episode to everything, I will yeah. watch it. I'm but. not giving up on it yet because the cast is so good, and I like every single one of them. So I want them to do well. Exactly. All right. That's Friday. Saturday is. Saturday Night College Football, which already started up uh, this past Saturday, and that is the week of ABC shows. <laughs> so overall, what are what do you think of ABC, Amory? I have a lukewarm reception to it. Yeah. There's some positives and there's some serious negatives. Yeah, it really... Uh, it not, not quite as many negatives as maybe Fox had, but uh, definitely oh. some more positives. What didn't you like in Fox? Uh, well, we can move on to that in a second. <laughs> oh, I haven't watched Minority Report yet. <laughs> Tina, what did you what did you think of the overall I schedule? I think the same, but I, you know, it just it doesn't feel like there's that much of a difference between this year's schedule True. and that last year's schedule yeah. or whatever. Yeah. The, because it, I was doing this thing, I was like trying to make sure I was watching all the shows because I knew we were talking ABC, and I was like, is there more? Right. I did go. There is some going in. Yes. Same yeah, here. And they have so like I ended up watching shows coming in mid season. Right, I ended up watching the real O'Neill's cause I'm like, Oh, that's going to be on the fall schedule. That's not coming to mid season. And, um, they should have, they should have led with that comedy. I think, yeah, I, I ended up liking that, that pilot. So, um, yeah, maybe they should have given Dr. Ken a little bit more time to marinate. Yes for putting on um but i think it's um even though i'm okay with blood and oil and i really like quantico i think sunday night's a little tough for those two shows so i think we're gonna have to watch that because i don't know if they're gonna be able to succeed on sunday nights agreed all right and with that we'll move on to a little fox uh, fall update revisiting the fox fall schedule well, as as mentioned previously, that uh, when we when we got a chance to see Minority Report and Scream Queens, that we had come back, and the day that the podcast <laughs> went up was the same day that Fox finally made Minority Report available, oh. and so uh, Anthony and Ivy and I all from last week went back and and watched that, and then recorded a segment which you'll hear here in a second about Minority Report. But then after that happened, they put out Scream Queens. <laughs> And there's no real reason to bring Anthony and Ivy back to watch that one. But Amory, you watched it. What did what did you think of Scream Queens? It had its moments. Jamie Lee Curtis is great because Jamie Lee Curtis is always great. I thought Niecy Nash was great because Niecy Nash is always great. I think that Abigail Breslin is not a good actor. I think Emma Roberts is over the top. I hated every hat that Skylar Samuels wore. I don't know. It's it's. I'll watch a third episode. I guess <laughs> this, this uh, Scream Queens was complete gibberish. It was complete nonsense. 
It's a horror comedy that was neither scary nor funny. Uh, <laughs> Did you write this out? Did you like write down no, the thing? <laughs> it was just it was just not good. While like you said, there were some performances within this whatever this is uh, that were you know that were good. It was like so over the top and trying to be something that for me it just completely missed. It was classic, Ryan. Well, here's the thing about it. Ryan Murphy usually doesn't screw up a show till the third or fourth. Yeah, I know. That's exactly. So, he really did a number on this. Uh, but then, uh, you know, this is supposed to be, you know, another one of the anthology type series. And so you would get a completely different set of people or or different story in a, in a subsequent season. Uh, but this one just, I don't know what they were, what's going on. Like, it's completely, it's just completely ridiculous but not in a good way uh, of, of things that happen the only thing i kind of liked about it was skylar samuels but i think that's only because i i really miss uh, chloe king isn't her name <laughs> chloe in this show too she wore a lot of stupid hats <laughs> that's all i kept thinking but that that's a stupid hat but the whole time i was just sitting there going and you know it would go from like one scene to another and you were like, wait, what? How, yeah. where, where are we here? Why are we here now? What is it? A lot of, a lot of leaving people staring sort of weirdly ominous so that you're supposed to think maybe this is the person that's behind everything right. or whatever. Right. And, and just sort of trying to go for creepiness for creepiness sake. And uh, it just, oh, it, it falls flat. It is, it, it is not, it is not good. Did you not like other Fox shows? Because I loved Grandfathered, or I loved The Grinder. I liked Grandfathered. Those were okay. We all really liked The Grinder. For me, it's William Devane. William Devane and The Grinder is yeah. a revelation. We were sort of mis mismatched on on Grandfathered. I thought there was. I didn't like the first episode, but I thought there was some potential in the idea. Uh, and then uh, none of us really cared that much for Rosewood. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. But I love Morris Chestnut. I know that was just <laughs> gonna, I'm, that was the next I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. I'll probably end up watching it. And I haven't right, watched I Minority my Report email. yet. I haven't I have... watched Minority Report yet, but I love Megan Good. And I love Walter <laughs> And I'm still not over Deception being canceled on NBC, so you know. <laughs> oh, she was also saddled with the horrible Mr. Robinson. That was another great cast. This is a terrible execution. I never watched it. It was horrible. With that, here's Anthony and Ivy and I back to talk about Minority Report and also Gotham, which they also uh, posted the first couple episodes of. Now that we've seen it, uh, what, did, what did you think of Minority Report, Anthony? Do not make me go first, Jason. <laughs> After you already, these garbage people that didn't have to watch the Fox shows, they got to do the ABC shows, and now you're trying to put it off again. They go, I mean, all the cool ABC shows. Someone needs to take responsibility on this podcast, Jason. So, Anthony doesn't want to go first. What did you think of Minority Report, Ivy? You know, I, ha I have to admit, I liked it a great deal more than I thought. It was... Um, the pacing was good. The technology was good. The I uh, I don't know about the leads chemistry, but you know, oh wait, maybe we shouldn't give you know leads like that that are you know obviously going to get together down the road. I liked Dash. 
I liked his innocence because they didn't overplay it. I think is the is the right way to say that they uh, they could have, and it's it went just up to the line of being too much without stepping over it, which was nice. Um, even though some of the the time gags were spoiled for me, <coughs> Jason. You know, as a as a fan of the Washington football team, the fact that they are in the future called the Red Clouds was a little humorous. <laughs> But it's good. I, you know, if, the, if I want criticism, I think I was I was surprised that we met his brother so quickly. I I got the feeling you get you get the feeling in the first half of the episode that you think the brothers might be you know a character that they introduce down the road and might might be tied to whatever central mystery they may or may not be getting at. Um, so I was surprised to see him enter the story as early as he did. Okay, I kind of do wish I would have went first now. <laughs> Why? Because I said everything you were going to say. And then you changed it and lied. <laughs> well, Anthony, you can go second first. Actually, the show is terrible. As It's as terrible as I thought. And it's very... I did not enjoy watching it. It felt like like if you said, hey, Fox is making a Minority Reports TV show. I'm like, all right. And I'm like, okay. Exactly. It's exactly what I thought it was going to be. There's nothing amazing in it other than Fox try to figure out a way to put a procedural into one of their own properties. I mean, congratulations to them. But, like, I don't know. Limitless has Bradley Cooper, right? And we get, like, Agatha from – we get, like, a precog that's older as, like, our, I don't know, special connection. It's just very – I don't know. There's nothing of substance there. Like the, it feels like everything they built into this pilot is for convenience and for explanation, which is obviously what they need to do with the story. But it feels like they're so excited to explain to people what that movie, what the that they saw so many years ago was in this pilot. That's a bit annoying. Like every line of dialogue is exposition. Like they're walking down the. In the whatever, they're walking down the hallway and she's just explaining everything about her history and her childhood and about how the, you know, everything got transformed and everything, every fucking, oh, <laughs> I can't, sorry, everything they say has like a built in just like explanation to it. And it's like, there's not just a light switch. It's like, did you know that that light switch two years ago, someone died? Oh, that's a good lead in. I can't wait to hear the light switch story two years from now in season three when they ran out of stuff to say. I don't know. Like, it wasn't terrible, but it's not good. I don't think it's going to be enough to capture the audience that they want or probably that they're hoping to get. I mean, it's like Sleepy Hollow. It's like the following, except the following has its moments because it's much darker. Uh, I mean, it's a pre-made show that looks, I don't know, like a pre-made show, but it's just like a piece-together show that looks like a piece-together show, and they're going to try to like pass it off as a good show, but it's not going to make it past season three. I doubt it if it will make it past season two. It feels like someone at Fox wants to get some type of like autistic kid with powers and... They want that on their network because this is like the second or third show that they have where this kid, where there's like a kid that's just really special and he's trying to do really special things, you know, that we don't understand and we won't be able to find out for another 99 episodes. That's just how I feel, Jason. What do you, you better say, you better back me up, Jason. Well, 
I will give you that the opening is a bit rough, and especially with the voiceover. Oh, that's just terrible. That was just they give you like the full on explanation, which you know is is sort of needed if you haven't recently watched Minority Report, and which I haven't. So, uh, but it's yeah, it's that sort of drop a whole bunch of stuff on you, uh, you know, with voiceover and to to sort of get you up to speed on the backstory, uh, and you know, in case you haven't ever watched. You know, the movie, which if you haven't watched the movie, I don't know why you would be <laughs> looking forward to uh, it. So that's the thing. I thought they did a pretty good job of tying it into the movie. But it is true. Like you said, there is a lot of expositional scenes later on. You know, sometimes you're just like, I get it. They're trying to just get like all of this stuff out of the way so we can get to what's coming forward. But I'm not sure. I guess they sort of set up the ongoing, the ongoing thing. I guess is some, you know, of the mystery behind things. Is is there a big mystery? I mean, there's something big happening with the guy that's running for mayor and has, you know, that used to work for the precox thing, and then has some new system that he wants to put forth to do something similar, but without. Uh, using quote unquote freaks of nature uh, to be able to get it done. Basically, I think they're uh, the machine on person of interest <laughs> is, is, <laughs> what back he, door? Is, is what he wants to install 40 years in the, in the future. Are you, are you plotting a series? <laughs> is, there a t- is, is that uh, to, to be able to ferret out crime ahead of time? But yeah, there was there was some there was some stuff that I didn't really get in the pilot. I didn't really get feel like there was an introduction of a bigger thing much, or no. exactly what there there was other than just sort of introducing you to all the main players. It is nice to know that uh, to to see uh, Wilder Valmarana uh, no. playing playing a, <laughs> playing a character, showing us that. 40 years in the future, there's still douchey misogynists running the police department. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I barely recognized him. It's, it's, it's nice to know that, you know, that in the future things still haven't changed. That, it, that, that he was, that's <laughs> he's a, a terrible character. Yeah, I mean, I wish someone would tell Wilder Valderrama to enunciate his words. Like, a little <laughs> bit. He, I've never seen an actor confidently deliver a line that I couldn't understand. More than him. Pretty much almost every line in this, I had to go, what is he? Okay, I get what he's saying now, but it took me a second. But he's as confident as all, and I love it. But I think the other thing about it is that, is it Megan Good or Megan Good? Ooh, the lead? The lead is is not good. good. Oh. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> he's right themselves. Uh, at least not straight off. I mean... They did plenty of putting her in wardrobe to accentuate her other assets, but she didn't come. The character didn't come off all that great. And if they're actually supposed to be a will they, won't they couple somewhere in the future, that would be uh, something that we could do without. How about how about we do a show that doesn't have that as a central uh, thing? I, yeah. And wouldn't the precog know? Wouldn't he know 
Like if he's event, he's like, I'm gonna get. He's like, you don't know this, but two and a half seasons from now, I get that. <laughs> she's like, what? Like, yeah, wait. Well, the thing is, is he can't see his future, but he can't see her future. But what if he, their futures yeah. combined? Does then he not able to see the future? I don't know. Oh. These are questions. Isn't that romantic? He can the, see his future because it's with her. These forever. These are, these are questions that will, uh, you know, inevitably find out in episode, <laughs> episode 200 right yeah season uh, seven <laughs> I, but like ivy said it was a lot better than i thought it was going to be see i don't know i mean what do you think poop tastes like that's what my question is <laughs> and then i want to know what tastes a little better than poop and i want to find that uh that's an i hear that's a new candy coming to your, your <laughs> a little better a little better than poop <laughs> that's right better than i thought that's the thing but it, with a lot of shows going into them it you always have you have some sort of expectation low or high or you know some sort of excitement or not excitement for it and you know based on where that is uh you know if you go into something with high expectations and it exceeds them then you know that's outstanding uh, but if you go into something with low expectations and it exceeds them, then, you know, it's still a, not necessarily all that great. But there was some stuff there. I did like I, – I could see why it took them a while because practically – you know, to get a pilot out there because practically every scene has something to make it futuristic in it uh, with, you know, pop computer screens or things that – seeing what they're seeing through their – their implants on their eyes, you know, or the, you know, the contacts that they can see video uh, and, and record things and uh, all the, all the sort of futuristic tech. I did like that. They had a sense of humor. There's a lot of good sight gags throughout uh, that take place that were really funny. Are you talking about the bird poop? Yeah. <laughs> well, not, not that one. Uh, uh, something just a, a little bit better than the bird poop. Well, the red skins, the, the steel, there was a couple of them. There were some good ones, but I don't want to. I don't want to spoil them for people that may check out the episode, uh, like I did for Ivy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get what you mean. There, yeah, seventy-five. Yeah, seventy-five. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that was that was a that was a good one, but I, I don't I don't know what the the thing about it though was is at the end of the episode, I didn't really get what other than. This guy is tired of just sitting out on an island and wants to actually use the gift that he has to try and help people. Yeah, right. And yeah, I get that that's a thing. And that, as you said, we get an explanation of her her backstory. And so why she wants to, uh, you know, try and help people, uh, you know, who wouldn't want to try and stop people from ahead of time. I there were some things where they mentioned they you know where they actually mentioned the minority report uh, and you know that the precog system may not have been all that you know that there were some flaws in the system yeah and i did think they did a good job of hooking it into uh, the movie and making it a sequel that's taking place years later after you've got it's it's taking place like a decade after minority report and you know the end of uh, the precog system but I didn't get a feel of any what the ongoing thing is other than they're going to be solving or trying to solve something sort of ahead of time. It really felt like 
you know, Stitchers on ABC Family. Uh, except there, they're hooking into people after they're dead and getting uh, visions to see see things. I don't know. Yeah. Any any other any other thoughts? Well, how about I mean? this? At least it's better than Gotham, which shows you all the crimes that they solve before the city gets so terrible that Batman has to be created. Like, <laughs> so no matter what they're doing on Gotham, they're screwed. Like, they're not. You lose. Yeah. <laughs> that, and well, we're just watching it. I, I've I've said that from the beginning. Is even though while I like the idea of a sort of like I said on last week's podcast, while I like the idea and. For the most part, I think they do a pretty good job of setting this sort of noir cop show in this interesting fictional world. It's also a fictional world where you know that Gordon is going to lose. <laughs> like you're following a character yeah. <laughs> that's going to put up the good fight, but ultimately is going to lose. Otherwise, there's no need for Batman in 20 years or 15 yeah. years or whenever. Oh, yeah. And then so when I found out uh, his wife was a lesbian and they had a nice apartment i was like i'm so happy for you jim because you your life is hell now like nothing good like just terrible things and then i don't even want to tell you about your family yeah. in the future yeah but yeah gotham i don't know that's a it's an interesting monday night uh in, in regards to gotham i'll just say that if you weren't a big fan of fish mooney I'll be interested in your what you think about Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> that's just like that's to be their tagline. Because <laughs> if you thought Fish was too campy and too too big, it wasn't that wasn't the best part of the show. But the, she was definitely doing. I thought she was doing a good job of what they were asking her to do, which was to go big and be campy, and almost feel like they pulled her out of Batman sixty six and put her in, you know into into this show. But yeah, uh, watch the first couple episodes, and you know that's uh, watch out for Jerome. Yeah, that that oh. I, I'll be interested to see what people think about Jerome once they get because I mean they've sort of given a lot of it away in the uh, in the trailers and stuff for it, and and when they said the villain, you know they're going big into the villains, they they, they ain't lying. Yeah, well, I like the kid though. You know he's a he's a great ad because uh, that's the guy. Oh, yeah, that's, the main guy. Um, shameless, right? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. outstanding. And his he did an. I know this is going to. I know I'll be made fun of for referencing this, but he did an episode of NCIS, which was just a, his performance was just amazing. Like blow you away. Like I completely understand why they cast him in this as this role because man, he was freaky. Yeah, he does play sort of that creepy, <laughs> like sinister, very well. But a final thoughts on on Minority Report, Ivy. Well, to 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 clarify, Anthony, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be watching it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have we have a a one one not watch. How about how about you, Anthony? Uh, I can I guess whether you're going to what? be watching more of this. <laughs> Oh, well, to be fair, I didn't even watch the entire pilot. I stopped at 30 minutes. So, so okay. your guess would have been so far off and you wouldn't even know. No, I, my problem with the show is that they try too hard to justify Minority Reports as a TV show to themselves with, like, the introduction and all the exposition. You know what they call exposition? Story. You know what you do with that? You make a stupid TV show with it, dummies. You don't just dump it in the hallway and then say, no, 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 but this guy can seem 
Oh, a shit on your shoulder. <laughs> but that's exactly what they're, they're like. Oh, man, you know all the story we just dumped and we don't have to tell? How about this? You put us into the world in the fir- in the pilot episode. Don't do the stupid introduction stuff. Episode three, you knock it back, do a flashback, then tell his dumb story, you dummies. Stop making us pull us back into this Minority Reports world. Guess what? Minority Reports wasn't that big of a movie. You know, like it wasn't that awesome. Okay, I saw it. The cars were cool a little bit. And then I saw them in real life. They weren't that really. Get off your stupid sh- Like, pick a better movie. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Almost Human would be a better Minority Reports TV show. They would have been like, oh, instead of precogs, we turned to robots. There's no mention of Minority Reports. It was a great show. They just decided to drop off the girlfriend thing in the pilot episode. That's not their fault. It's difficult. But, yeah, I won't be watching Minority Report TV show because I barely watched the pilot. And my feelings are hurt because I watched that much. Maybe I'll watch Stitchers, though. <laughs> that is not a good show. <laughs> movie made $350 million worldwide and had a 90% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. But, you know, okay, if you didn't like it, I understand. Hey, $350 million, come on. There are movies that fart that. Jurassic <laughs> well, World, look at that. Back in the day, if you, if you adjust... Million 13 years ago. Yeah, if you adjusted no, for when, inflation, it's probably like $600 million. <laughs> I want to see the marketing budget because I bet there's $150 Because I remember they marketed this movie to all out and then it was okay. It was okay. It, it wasn't worth, hey, you know, in 15 years you should go make a TV show and Well, the thing about the TV late. show is it really made me want to go back and watch the movie. Only because you <laughs> wanted to make sense of it. If the TV show made sense, you would have been like, ah, like I feel like I've watched the Minority Report TV show and I get it. But now you're like, I got to figure what the hell. Yeah, I think they could have – they definitely could have done better. Like you said, they just try and – drop a whole bunch of stuff on you to make you go, oh, remember, this is how it all connects. The idea of, you know, like show, don't tell apparently is not (laughs) written in the writer's room, (laughs) at least for the pilot episode. I'll be interested to see what people's reaction to it is once it finally does air. I will, but, you know, I'm a TV-aholic and sort of a masochist when it comes to TV, so I will probably check out another episode or two just to see what it is past the info dump like what the show is going to actually be on a uh, to see if they actually do give you uh some bigger uh story elements but it's not high it's not high on my it's not as high on my list of things coming in the fall as if you would uh show me a list of shows and what they were going to be back when they were picked up in may of this year uh, Minority Report would have been high on my list of things I was interested in. Now, after seeing it, it's it's much farther down the list than I would have hoped to have found it. Yeah, and I mean, if they air episode six next as episode two, <laughs> gone. Like, we're not even going to try. We've done this game. All right. Well, that's that's our take on Minority Report and a little bit about Gotham and... Uh, now, I'll I'll bid adieu to Anthony and Ivy and jump back over with Amory and Tina for those to, other people. Yes, to, oh, ladies, to talk prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Significant Mother, season one, episode five, suffering and succotash. This show has been a delightful surprise for me this summer. Yes, this is the type of show that 
it's pulling from all kinds of cliched and mm-hmm. long-used sitcom tropes, but yet ha- it's putting them together with a likable cast and likable characters. Exactly. And in funny ways. It's surprisingly, like, smart writing. Like, I just didn't expect it. Okay, so I guess I'll have to catch up. It, it's, it really did surprise me because a lot of things I heard, like, going into it, it, you know, it wasn't great. I talked to the guy who, I talked to Josh Zuckerman, and he was like, yeah, they wanted us to just be a CWC show, but they liked so much the scripts and what we were shooting that they, because usually people go on the seed to see if they're going to make it as like a show. And they were like, they liked so much what they saw that they skipped that whole process and they put it on TV. That's great, but maybe they'll keep it as a summer show because I'm all about yeah. shows staying summer shows and not networks deciding, oh, well, it works so well in the summer, let's put it on in the winter or something like that. Especially with, like, you know, Jane the Virgin, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, comedy-based shows that CW is, like, starting to actually do really well with. I think it's, like, perfect for their brand because it is is kind of racy, you know? There's, you know, the story is that his best friend is sleeping with his mother, but also is, like, in a relationship with his mother. So there's this whole thing and Jonathan Silverman's there being awesome. And then Weekend at Bernie's is amazing. And then the guy from Weekend at Bernie's <laughs> is in an episode. Like they do a Weekend at Bernie's episode and then Bernie is in the episode. Like it was just, it's just really smart, really fast. <laughs> and the, I think the cast is really good. Talk about, okay, dude has a, Nate, whatever his name is, has a terrible American accent. The guy who plays his best friend, Jimmy, but he's beautiful so much like Luke Mitchell, you might not pay attention to it. You <laughs> might think that they're the same person. Who, who's yes, they guy? do look similar. <laughs> who um, is this guy? What's his name? Nate Buzalik? Oh, he was, Nate Buzalik from Vampire Diaries. Yes. So he's I love him. Show. And yeah. Josh Duckman from um, 90210 is the lead. Oh, I, I do like him as Chris well. Chris Allen's in it and Jonathan Silverman. Right. Like, it was really good. And this most recent episode was um, her mother, Chris Allen's mother comes to town. So she has to pretend she's with her ex-husband. But then because Jimmy sneaks into the room, they have to pretend that he's gay with his best friend. And the grandma's like, I do it all along. And then it becomes like, well, no, I'm not gay. She's dating my best friend. And it's just a classic, like, how are we going to pull one over on grandma situation? And it just, it, it didn't feel forced. It like felt like they were really, it was just funny. And I really think that, and it's doing really well ratings wise. I'm pretty sure for like a summer show on the CW. Okay. So I do. I, I hope that I it, watch it, I hope that it goes somewhere. Thank you for the recommendation. Yes. It's definitely one worth checking out. I didn't check it out until like two or three episodes in and then, but I liked a lot of the people that were in it. Yeah. Uh, although Jonathan Silverman playing a dad of a 20 something makes me feel really old because <laughs> I'm because he's only because he's only like a couple of years older than I am, you know, and, you know, I'm used to Jonathan Silverman of, you know, like Weekend at Bernie's. That's, you know, that's the, the single guy yeah, the single you know, guy. <laughs> and, and things like this. And so Krista Allen is great. And the, the rest of the cast is is really good. But like I said, it puts together. You know, like Amory just said, what this episode was about, it's not like you've never seen that before on a sitcom. Exactly. But yet, it's really well, you know, they're all really likable, and and the situations just are are a lot of fun. And you want to spend time with, like, these people, so that's... Exactly, and he has a girl that he's interested in that's, like, his best friend. But I really like that that doesn't define either of their relations, like, even either of their characters. Like, he has a crush on her, everybody kind of knows... She has a boyfriend, but they don't really talk about it a lot. It just exists like it does in the world. It just doesn't feel forced. But like, So that's Significant Mother. Everybody should watch it. Um, I will. And our <laughs> other show 
is Rizzoli and Isles, season six, episode 12, 526, the summer finale. A, I'm still reeling from them killing, what was her name? Tina? So much that you remember. I forget her. Susie. Susie. I really like Susie. I was, I was Did you think her name that. was Tina or were you asking Tina what her name was? <laughs> I thought her name might be Tina. I couldn't remember. Um, and I hope her name was Susie because I think it is. It is now okay. that you say it was Susie. I think it's because I know a person named Tina Chang and her name was Susie Chang. Uh, <laughs> and so in my head, like it was that person. It was a good episode. I kind of, I'm sick of one of the two of them being in peril at the end of an episode. Like right. at the end of a season, for a season, um, right. because it's just how many things can? Because I really but would have almost preferred it if it was Lorraine Bracco's character, like that was the one that they put in Jeopardy. But it's usually Rizzoli. So, like with this whole, like the last few episodes <laughs> where it's been um, her her apartment burned down and yeah. this and that, I was kind of getting the oh my gosh, it's like this this finale, mid season finale is going to be about Rizzoli again because I feel yeah. like. Most of the the big arcs are about Rizzoli. So I think not that I was pleasantly surprised, but like right, I, know I, I think I think the fact that that um Isles was the one to get kidnapped at the end was a little bit different because it seemed like it was gonna be a Rizzoli story, but it also played into the Rizzoli and Isles relationship because yeah. the person basically took the mo- the person who is really most important to Rizzoli and everybody loves that Rizzle's relationship, yeah. you know? Yeah. So um, I mean, it made me, it definitely made me want to see what happens next. And there's no doubt in anybody's mind that Paul Schultz is the character who's doing this, right? Because he, he's a big enough star, guest star, to only be in one scene, but he's Paul Schultz, like from Nurse Jackie. Like, I'm pretty... Because we don't know who it is yet. Right. Pretty sure it's him. <laughs> but we don't know. Man, her bodyguard. I love him on Stitchers. Oh, and I like him. I just really liked him. I liked how just, like, off-put he was by the mother. And I think that was hysterical. I do like the replacement assistant Emmy. So do I. Um, At first, I thought I wasn't going to like him at all. Yeah. But then I ended up loving him. And even though, even with that weird, awkward kiss when he was trying to distract Isles, I was like, yeah. what in the world is going on here? But then it seems like he has a thing for Rizzoli. So I, I don't know. I would like to see, because I think they have really good chemistry. I would like to see them revisit um, the, the, what's his name? What's her younger brother's name? Tommy. Not Tommy, because she had something, a oh. little something with, the current brother that's on the show. What oh, I didn't. I didn't like their chemistry together. I oh, really? was I think, odd. I liked when they had a little something. I mean, I love Tommy. I would love to see Tommy. I come love back Tommy. Call. I I love Tommy, and they're not showing it. But you're talking about Frankie. Frankie, that's right. I couldn't remember his name because they always kind of revisit them a little bit, but they never really go full board. I don't think I, they're ever going to go with that. I, I would love to see Chris Nance come back because I really yes. Imagine the show's probably going to go maybe another season. Just cause, yeah, because when it, it got renewed for season seven, but it's a it's shortened short. number of episodes. So I'm wondering if that's the final season. It's weird because the show is still doing well. Yeah, It's their highest rated show, right? Yeah, I think so. You know who I would love to see? This, we're not really talking about the episode anymore, but now we're just talking no. about 
that guy Giovanni talk too much about Rizzoli and Isles like nobody I know watches that show I'm the same way but the guy Matthew Del Negro who plays Giovanni the guy with the super thick Boston accent that like totally loves Jane and who's with Cyrus who is with Cyrus on Scandal yes 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 I would love to see him come back because I just love whenever he shows up (laughs) at least for an episode or something but I actually really love Colin Egglesfield and um I would love to see Tommy back on. Yes, I would 100%. And I mean, I'm guys, it's called Rosalie and Isles. Isles will be safe. Yeah, that's the, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> but I would like it for, I just, I just don't want it to be like an episode and gone type of thing. I, I hope that there are real like, you know, legs to this whole thing. But I know Rosalie and Isles and I know it won't be like that. But so they'll probably find her in the next episode. Exactly. <laughs> like yeah. like the, through the mid-season premiere is when they're going to find her. I hope that there's like emotional ramifications from it because I feel like there was when when Jane had the when she lost the pregnancy, like there was some residual that they kind of touched on in later episodes, but we don't hear about it anymore. Yeah. So I just kind of hope that they do if they do find her right away, that there's something there that like they need to work through still. Yeah. What do you think of the um new girl Nina that came in that helps? I like her. I like her too. I wonder if more so that I wonder if they're trying to do a Nina Frankie thing. I keep thinking about it, but they, I, I don't, but like, I not, just like, don't know. Going there yet. I just really like, like they, they hit it off really well. Yeah. That she, it was hard because to lose Lee Thompson young, like uh, they really had to, they really had to be, um, they had to be touchy about it. Like, yeah, <clears throat> because everybody did love him. Yeah. They had to bring in someone that wasn't going to like replace him. Right. And I think they've done a really good job of making her, Important to the team, but not like Barry's replacement. And sort of integrating her slowly. I like that in the last couple episodes, they've gotten her out in the field. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, they actually and they had also... her like take down a perp that she's, you know, she's not just the computer right. person. She's actually a cop. <laughs> yeah. And then they also have her sharing sloppy Joes with, you know, eating Angela's sloppy Joes right. and right. stuff like that and talking to Angela. So they're they're slowly working her in that's that's been something good that they've done this season i think the only problem i have with this show well other than i don't know why i'm still watching it (laughs) but uh, i well i think the thing is is i do like the the sort of the rizzolian isles and and the mother Uh, i like that I like that character dynamic. I think they have fun with that. I think the mysteries are sort of blasé and the cop stuff is sort of just sort of there. Right. But they do this type of stuff in this type of show where it's like, no, you can't tell my mother. And you're just like, no. In this situation where somebody's targeting you, people in your immediate vicinity are probably should know what's going on. Yeah. I mean, Jane has... Jane has such a problem with her mom sometimes. I'm like, get over it. <laughs> but like in this situation, do you just let your mom just like go about her business not knowing that there's potential danger out there? Yeah. Yeah. And well, that's why I'm glad that Frankie told her. Like, I'm glad Frankie told her. I did like that they played off of the twist of because that seemed like where it was going. Like, well, you don't right. tell mom, so mom doesn't really know exactly the extent of what's going on. And we're not really protecting mom, we're just letting her go about her business. 
and then nothing, you know, and then you think, oh, maybe that is, and then, you know, ends up taking Isles. The other problem I had was Isles shows up to a crime scene where there's only one cop car. There's no other yeah. CSU people. <laughs> Nobody else has right. shown up yet. Nobody. Yet she still sort of goes in and doesn't think anything of it. That seems yeah. sort of bizarre because like every other crime scene that they show them show up to there's, there's a million like, people there's there. techs and all kinds of people <laughs> yeah. around and the you know the the coroner's van is showing up and uh, so that 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 sort of bothered me a little bit that yeah i thought she was just been like going home or something and then maybe he they, he would have taken her outside the police station or something like that i didn't think like luring her to some dark out of the way place was gonna do it and also the you know the a whole thing around five twenty six and thinking that's a time and then you know putting up barricades and taking everybody but her and her bodyguard out of the building and having cops sitting <laughs> all around and you're just like really that you, you're you're not showing your hand <laughs> like right, you think exactly. somebody's actually going to do something there's that's the type of stuff within the cop stuff that they do on the show that just bothers the heck out of me <laughs> yeah. I, just, I just go that's so dumb but yet i keep watching i guess because they do have some interesting characters and i like their their character dynamic yeah i love jane and mora yeah but the other stuff just sort of you just go god this is such a poorly written cop show <laughs> you know that you just go why am i watching this but when it comes yeah. back in the midst, you know, I have to watch to see how, yeah, I how, Isles, how they I save Isles. I will watch. I yes. keep on watching. And I love it. So yeah, that's fine too. for the week. Now we've got, there's a lot of reality that I'm watching these days. Um, and there's going to be more in two weeks when Survivor and The Amazing Race start. And I guess to a lesser degree, Neil Patrick Harris's show. But I don't know how long I'm going to last on that. But. The great Who knows how long that's race. going to last. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's already moving time slots because they know it's not going to be good. Um, the great food truck race. <laughs> I think I I noticed it's funny because one of my time hop tweets today was that Tyler has gotten better as a host, which is a very important point because he was so stiff in the beginning, and now we're in like season six, where he actually sounds like he's not a robot. So I'm really happy that's happening. Um, I don't dislike any of the teams for the first time in forever. I don't care. Like, I truly don't care who wins because I think every team is doing well. No one's really, like, being a horrible team, like, and trying to, like, do something to hurt other teams. Like, they're all just trying to win for themselves and not using other people to step on as they go. So I really like it. And I hope the postcards win because I like the father-daughter aspect. So you think you can dance? I really think that Haley is outnumbered by three better dancers. I don't think she's going to win. I hope it's Gabby, because she's incredible. But I also really like Yaya, and I really like Virgil. So I think if Haley won, she'd still like it would still be good. But I really think that any of so any of the four could win, and it'd be fine. But I think my my priority would be Gabby, Yaya, Virgil, and then Haley, which would make me mad because then Team Stage would win, and I don't like Travis Wall. So I want Team Street to win because I really <laughs> like Twitch. But the Twitch better is the best. Twitch Gabby is, the, is best. the best. So I. Like there was a, they did a tap routine last night because they, she's a tapper, but she's been doing so many other dances that she's been incredible at. But last night they really all danced in their own style and it was just beyond anything I could have imagined. She was brilliant. And it's like, she's the best dancer. She should win. So hopefully she does. And that's how you think you can dance. I hate everybody. Conversely to the great food truck race. I think I hate everybody on Project Runway. 
Oh, they're awful. They're whiny babies. It's like, this is the 14th season. You know, there's always going to be like team challenges or people you don't get along with or you can't, and you know, somebody's going to get thrown under the bus. It's just something that happens. Like they need to suck it up and shut up basically. So that's the project runway. MasterChef, I'm not even sure I remember who's left, but I really do like Nick. So I'm hoping he wins. Uh, but I wouldn't be upset if Claudia won. I Actually, I think there's four people left. I wouldn't mind if any of them won because they're all good chefs. So for the first time forever, I'm not picking a winner for MasterChef. And then America's Next Top Model kind of falls between the Great Food Truck Race and Project Runway, where some of them are certifiably insane. But some of them are just normal people who got thrown into it. I still think Tyra Banks is an insane person. Peace, love, and smize. Like, smize is not a noun. I don't understand her. She's a great businesswoman, sure. She's got all these business ventures, whatever. I will never understand why all these people scream when she walks in the room. You see her every day. If maybe Tyra Banks only showed up, like, once every cycle, I could understand screaming when she shows up in the room. Um, but there, I hope Bejo goes home. Because I can't stand him. And that is my reality check for the week. And I can't wait for Survivor. So that's that. TV recommendations. Do you have one, Amory? Well, yes. I would recommend The Carmichael Show. Because I love it. And I think that it's so funny. And I think David Allen Greer can do no wrong. And I just... The two final episodes of season one air tomorrow. It's gotten great ratings for NBC. I don't know if they'll renew it, but they have only Undateable as their only returning comedy, and they just canceled Coach. And truth be told, from the previews of Truth Be Told, it looks horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I mean, they have, there's no reason, you know, it's not like they have an overwhelming amount of comedies that they really have to pick and choose from. So I would, I would suggest everybody goes and watches the first four episodes and then watches these last two episodes because they're telling current stories without preaching in your face, without making you feel like you should feel one way or you should feel the other way. Gerard Carmichael is really funny and the cast is really good. And I just, I just love it. And I think everybody should watch it. Yeah. It's definitely one worth checking out. The prize of the summer for me. And there's six, uh, yeah, like only six episodes and I'm sure they're all out there available still. Uh, Because they've played over the last three weeks. But like you said, they hit on actual issues, but then are funny around those. Yeah. Which is very interesting. And and different characters come at them from sort of perspectives that you might not expect them to come at it. And so it's it's interesting that way as well, in addition to being funny on top of that, which is the number one thing. But then when you can also actually be talking about something real and have an actual voice and an actual perspective on something. This is one I'd definitely like to see come back. Yes. Mr. Robinson got the ratings that could, it could probably come back, but. But you know, so did this. This had a yeah. highest rated premiere. Uh, but if they're going to bring that one back, then you have to bring this one back. You can't exactly. just take that one without exactly. this one. Cause this is the one that should get a chance to grow into something. Yes. Tina, did you watch it? Have you watched it? I have not watched it, but based on what you guys have said, I am going to catch up quickly. Yeah, you got a lot of comedies to catch up on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm going to watch. <laughs> I'm learning this podcast. I am going to yeah. catch up on Significant Mother and now the Carmichael Show. Yes, both are so good. So that's my recommendation. Jason, what's your recommendation? My recommendation is Longmire, 
uh, season four premieres uh, Thursday, uh, September 10th. And are they releasing them all at once? Yes. That's weird for a Thursday. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think they're, they're releasing it on Thursday because, because Friday is September 11th. Okay. I, I don't know if People's that's Netflix the, don't work on September 11th. I don't know that <laughs> they want to be, I, I, I guess they're not promoting, you know, promoting a show on that day when, I don't know. That's the only reason I can come up with why it's the only thing that's premiering on a different than yeah, Friday. Sci-Fi doesn't care about 9-11. They're premiering new shows. <laughs> yeah. Netflix cares. And I, I don't know that that's the case. That's just the only thing. That's the only thing that I could come up with of, of why it's coming. It once. They're on, not releasing it weekly, right? Yeah. F- from what I understand, it's going to, the whole season is going to, uh, to drop on the, on, on Thursday. Okay. And I've seen the first three. And man, if <laughs> if what they, what happens in the first three, what are they going to bring you <laughs> in the the remaining episodes of the season? But if you haven't watched Longmire before, it's a great show. The first three seasons are on Netflix as well as many other places, but season four is only on Netflix as of right now. It's the only place to to get it. At some point, they'll probably put it on DVD down the road, but. Mm. Uh, you know, if you are a Netflix subscriber, uh, you have ac- you'll have as of Thursday, you'll have access to all four seasons of the show. Oh, good. Yeah, well, Kara, who I run TV Goodness with, she has also watched the season four episodes of Longmire that you have, and she is just like, mm. she said she- they were amazing. Hmm. <laughs> she was like, oh my god, they're really good, and they they're like like the first one's like an hour and four minutes or something like that. The second one's like 55 minutes. And I think the third one is somewhere around 55 minutes, which are Playing all fast and loose with the rules, which are all significantly longer than what they, you know, than the 42 minute episodes that would have aired in an hour time slot on A and E. Right. Right. That's such a benefit of the streaming sites. Well, it's a benefit and a, and a problem because sometimes they let them just go and then, episodes become too bloated but that's the thing about these ones is they don't feel bloated they you don't even realize that you know even though Longmire is kind of a slow moving show you don't even realize that they're that like that they're that much longer Hmm. uh, per episode like it didn't it didn't at any point where you're just going oh my god how long is this I mean the first episode I guess you could say they they could have put it in two episodes or something, I guess, or something. Uh, but the, just the way they've broken down the story, I guess they're able to, you know, maybe leave some other things in. Uh, and then, you know, it's so beautifully shot in the Wyoming, right. you know, countryside and stuff like that, that uh, anytime you get those big shots and stuff like that, or the transitional shots, uh, it's just, uh, it's it's beautiful to look at as well as being really well acted and, telling some yeah. interesting stories in a, this it's a modern day western yeah i do like the cast katie sackoff cassidy freeman bailey chase mm-hmm. robert taylor i watched the beginning of season one and it was a little bit too slow for me so okay. i i didn't stick with it but I now based on how what everybody's Netflix. saying about season four i'm like maybe i should go back and watch my so, my adventure for the weekend will be teaching my father how to use Netflix because he loves Longmire, <laughs> but has no idea. And he only has a Wii to use it on, like he has Wii, so he has to watch it do that. So it's going to be a delight. 
But Tina, you have a, a suggestion too, which I've heard a lot of people see, like recommend, recommend. I do. It's um, Survivor's Remorse and it's on stars. And it's about a family where the son is an NBA player, but he's he's got a basic contract. And at the beginning of season one, um, he gets the big lucrative NBA contract that sends his family to Atlanta. So now they're in this whole new atmosphere where they have a lot of money to spend and they find out who their friends are. And of course, a lot of some people come back, try to capitalize on their fame and everything like that. And it's just seeing them as they navigate in this whole new universe. And I binge watched the first season, which was only six episodes earlier this summer, because it's something I wanted to catch up on. And, uh, and then season two started a few weeks ago and it's so it's so good it's hilarious it, the, the one of the executive producers is lebron james he in it he he's going to have a guest he's guest starring in i can't remember i think it might be the ninth or 10th episode okay. of season two and I, when i interviewed one of the two of the actors ron rico lee and erica ash right before season two started they said that his episode like he's so good in it um apparently he's really good in train wreck i haven't seen train wreck yeah, yet i haven't seen it either but i heard that too yeah so they're like this just kind of capitalizes on that and they're like you know once he's done with the nba he totally has a few future and everything like that behind the scenes and in front of the camera and this the Callaways is the family Tashina Arnold is the mom you know somebody else from Martin right and uh it's so politically incorrect this is like they're so politically incorrect and they're fighting all the time and there's always drama business drama basketball drama family drama um Erica Ash plays um like she's a lesbian so there's there's this whole, there's so much drama on the show, but it's also very funny and it has a lot of heart and the cast is great. Mike Epps is on it and I don't know what Uncle Buck is going to be like later this season, but <laughs> he's a genius on this show. Just the one-liners he delivers is, is hilarious and um, I completely recommend it. It's so good. And they already know they're getting a season three, so I'm not sure how well, many I'm looking episodes- it up on imdb huh? right now it's created by michael malley yeah michael malley from you know he we know him from glee and everything like that he is he's uh he's the showrunner he's a creator and uh like i don't i i can't believe he's come up with this stuff it's so it, it's just so well written this last week's episode with um it gets pretty racy and because it's on a premium channel, so they can right. do that kind of thing. And they they just find a way to deal with these racy topics in really relevant ways. And the cast is pretty fearless and the writing is fearless. And I totally recommend this show. Awesome. I'll have to check it out because it isn't, you said it's not many episodes to go back and check on. Right. Season one I is love six, Ron Rico Huh? I, love that guy. I love Ron Rico Lee. Oh, he's so good, right? He's so good. Yes. When I interviewed him, he he sang a song for me, and I was very happy. I'm like, yes, thank you. Hysterical. I mean, I loved the show The Good Guys with Colin Hanks and uh, oh, right, Bradley right, Whitford, right. and he was their CI in the show. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, my God, he was the best. Yeah. I mean, I so love Rimbos all the way back to, like, 
sister, sister. Okay. I loved it one sister, sister. Um, but yeah, so that's something, I mean, I think we've made three solid recommendations today, folks. So everybody go back and watch them. All right. You can find links to our recommendations and the news stories we talked about, as well as where you can find Tina online in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 289. On the next episode, Jason is joined by Kyle and Carla Day from tvdiehard.com for the CBS Yay. Fall TV Preview 2015. I saw a lot of CBS shows. CBS. CBS shows. <laughs> Wait, CBS, CBS is starting to do shows so too? Oh my God. I wouldn't be surprised. They're Everybody's making the TV game as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, last week on the podcast, we ended up getting overstock.com into the TV game. So, you know, oh my God. if CBS starts making shows, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> So, yes. So, thank you, Tina. Thank you for, for inviting me. Us. This was great. It was fun. My dog is pacing, so it's time to go outside. And <laughs> let everybody, let us know what you think and send us our seven-year anniversary feedback and leave your name if you're going to criticize. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about it. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you. Everybody, everybody have a good night. Bye. Bye. Uh, Amory, say something. Hello. And Tina, say something. Hello. All right. We are. Guys, I'm running out of space on my DVD shelf. I just thought about it. <laughs> it's really making me uncomfortable. Anyway. Well, well, perfect. That's the way we want you right at the beginning of the podcast. Yes. In I'm, sorry. I'm just staring at my DVDs. Like, in an uncomfortable there's no state. room. You're going to have to start doing a digital collection. <laughs> oh, that would be horrible because then I can't display it for people to be impressed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway you just need more shelf space i know get rid of the books i guess well you need to take from kyle every blank wall space now has you know has some sort of bookshelf that has dvds well, in my on house, it every blank wall has a painting that i've painted <laughs> so i'm running out of space to put anything else on it oh that's very cool you get the half size bookshelf that sits under you know, the paint under the painting and then <laughs> And then it gives you a little bit more space. Uh, to, All right. To, to <laughs> Sorry. I was just thinking about that. And <laughs> now we can go. Okay. I'm going. Hello and welcome to TV Times 3, episode 289.